interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you some breaking news. There's been reports all over the area of something crazy going on, something big. People's homes, their minds even, are being taken over by something called, what is it they're calling it? They're calling it Bad Movie Debate. Hey guys. <laughs> What's up? It's your boy. Uh, it's me, Jacob. We're back with another debate. Uh, and we have, uh, this time we have... Bryant Hawkins. Yeah. All right. That's me. That's it. Yeah. That's you. Um, and I'm me. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm me. And so here I am. So there's that. Um, all right. Well, you know, here we're here. We're going to talk about a movie. Um, I usually wait for the title of the movie, but I'm going to go ahead and say it just because it's, I don't know. It's So we're talking about Southland Tales today. It's your first time, right? You you had never I had seen never this. seen this movie until we until, uh, until I made until you until watch you were, it. Yeah, until, <laughs> I was like, hey, you want to be on the pod? And you're like Southland Tales, and I was like, so that's a yes, <laughs> like because yeah. I like knew of the movie. I you know? have been waiting to talk about this. This is not the first time I have debated this movie. Like that's fair. Obviously. I feel like it's I, I yeah. yeah. You said you were like I was gonna take notes, but I've seen it like so many times <laughs> and talked about it so much, and I'm like. All right, damn, and I watched it last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, like, I was in a bar in Tacoma once arguing with my ex about this movie. Oh, my God. And she calls over, like, the bartender and is like, we're going to solve this. She's like, have you ever seen Southland Tales? And uh-huh. he's like, yeah, dude. She's like, what What was your opinion of it? He's like, amazing movie. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. All right, well. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot. I got... I've, that's what we're here for. I have a lot to say, but also <laughs> nothing to say at the same time. Maybe yeah. like this movie. Yeah. Maybe. Whoa. Whoa. Maybe. Whoa. I already got you. Hot uh, take. <laughs> I already got you. Um, so I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say it's uh, bad. He's gonna say it's good because uh, obviously you heard what he just said. Um, I love so it. So first, so we decided surrealism probably for the yeah. genre because we we had a back and forth yesterday a little bit about like where do you put this. Yeah, this Oddity is of its a own. Movie. It's its own thing. Yeah, which makes it which which is why like today I was like let's just go with surrealism because it yeah because it is so odd yeah and like that's I think surrealism is correct enough. like yeah. you got to consider that this movie literally the first three parts of the movie are a graphic series which is one of my complaints about it because it right. starts it's like it's part conf- four and I was like what the fuck and yeah. I like did some research after it was this twenty minute long YouTube video and I was like. Okay, yeah, I guess I'll watch this because like I don't feel it was late. We had a really long day yesterday with Austin, a fun long day, but like a really long day. Um, we went, we got up to go see the sunrise at Coolidge Park. Nice. And it was like eleven o'clock when I finished the movie yeah. last night, so it was a long fucking day. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, I'll watch this. I got like five minutes in to the video, and I was like, I'm just gonna read some stuff. <laughs> but like one of the things, first things he said is like, yeah, you gotta think about how it's like. The graphic novels before, and yeah. I'm like, what? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah, it, it sounds like the production of this was like quite the undertaking yeah. and did not go as they desired. Wasn't well, because I'd heard of the movie like even when it was coming out, but I'd never heard of the graphic novels until this dude right. had brought it up in his YouTube video. Right. And this guy was like, he was like a 20 minute video, and the first like five minutes was just like explaining the graphic novels and like the intent behind them yeah. and stuff. And, to and I was fair, like, I've oh, okay. never read the graphic novels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently right. the intro with like the computer screen type thing yeah. is the, it, is basically what to it fit is. it in. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to shoehorn yeah. it in to be like, okay, well nobody fucking read them. So let me yeah, do a exactly. different cut. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so we're going to go with surrealism. So what are your top five? And this doesn't have to necessarily be in any particular order. Right, right. Stuff. It's just like what will you throw in like the top five surrealism? Like, yeah, like, yeah, these are Yeah, these are so money. like the way I was thinking about it when I was putting this list together is like what are the films that I consistently think about that mm -hmm. kind of fall into this? Maybe they're not right. the best films, but they're films that have kind of like walked with me for yeah. my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously, I'm a I'm a David Lynch fan. Like we <laughs> yeah. watch Twin Peaks every year, <laughs> yeah. like as a group. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think up there is like Mulholland Drive, Lost Highway. Yeah, like those two are. Oh yeah. Surrealist masterpieces. Yeah, one of mine. Uh, one of all, I'm just gonna interrupt you real quick. My uh, one of my ones that I put down was anything Lynch has done. But I guess if I have to pick specifically, Blue Velvet. Yeah. <laughs> like if I have to pick one, yeah, anything Blue except Velvet. for Inland Empire. Yeah, which which is funny. I have the Criterion Collection of that. Yeah, <laughs> I just got I mean, that at great work. Film. It's I'm, great, yeah. but but kind of kind of runs with this film in yeah. that same sort of way. It's a little, which is funny because it also it came out. Yeah, that one came out two thousand six. Yeah, so there was something going on. Yeah, there was something uh, for in the sure. Guys. Yeah. Um. The the other two that uh, I was thinking of that I've watched recently is True Stories, um, The Talking Heads. Ah, uh, uh, yes, here. yeah. Um, a little less surrealist than others, but mm -hmm. it. it it rides that line perfectly between there's this, is that like, the odd... is that the concert one or no, no that's so, a different so this one. is like an entire fictional this town. is an actual film yeah. okay yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. uh, i knew they had the two but i can't even remember the name of the no, one this that's is like, like concert... david burns thing oh, okay yeah. so like he wrote the the music for it it's got john goodman in it oh fuck yeah okay dude yeah. it yeah. is incredible like right, if you yeah. haven't seen it, it i haven't is... i've seen the like concert one that's like kind of right. weird too and stuff that they made fun yeah. of on documentary or they they did a documentary now episode right, right, about right. yeah no this this is like a whole different thing it's like oh, a okay, centennial sweet, yeah. of like this texas town oh fuck um and it's just david byrne driving around and like interviewing all these weird surreal <laughs> characters <laughs> in this yeah, tiny dude. town it's all amazing right, all right but yeah i'll need to check that out that sounds dope i yeah. think that came on what was the name of it again true stories okay yeah that came on i was looking up like lists of different ones and yeah. that was one that uh, kept popping up the name but i was like i don't know that one and kept yeah. going by but it's the talking heads one it, that makes it's that great. makes sense because i know that one or heard of that one but yeah and then you know eternal sunshine of a spotless mind is like also on my list in that yeah. in that, <laughs> in that so vein good. So um, good. and then like honestly this movie is pretty far up there for me i i figured I it would love, be <laughs> i love this film so yeah those would probably be my my top five that's or fair somewhere in that range yeah yeah, five plus all the Lynch stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the so Lynch all the universe. all the Lynch stuff. Blue Velvet, Mulholland Drive, fucking uh, Firewalk with Me, yeah. even like yeah. uh, Twin Peaks show, but whatever. Yeah. Um, one of the more recent ones for me. Well, I had Eternal Sunshine uh, on there as well, but then one of the more recent ones. This one just came out. Bo is afraid. I haven't seen that. It's uh, the Ariaster one. He's the one that did uh, Hereditary and uh, Midsummer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, he did both of those. This was his third movie. It's the one with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. And it's like him, like his life and stuff. It's definitely surreal uh, because like you can't really – it's like you can't really tell like is this – are we looking at like the chaos that's going outside of his apartment at the beginning of the movie through his point of view mm -hmm. or is it actually that chaotic? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of hard to tell. It's like that's not real but then like there's moments where it's like – 
I mean, that's pretty plausible, actually. I mean, it, like, it, and it goes back and forth. It's also very Kafka esque. Yeah, it at feels the like end, one of the in big a really, in a really fucking weird way. Yeah, one of the big things for surrealism is almost this sense where you can never quite, you don't have a ground, you don't know what exactly. is real. Like, yeah, there is no baseline. Right. Like, like the movie the Pi, I think, would be an excellent. Oh example my god, yeah, that's like, another one. Yeah, I was debating like baseline? Requiem for a Dream was on all the list yeah. I was looking at, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's more like I've only seen that movie once because. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, for here's, that one. here's my favorite story about that. I oh, watched God. that with my dad when I was like 17. <laughs> Hell yeah, good, my, good, my, good yeah. age. My good dad age. is a pre- Presbyterian minister. Oh my God. We watch it. It it ends. We both just sit there in complete silence for a little while, and then he gets up without saying a word, <laughs> walks to the medicine cabinet, puts some Tylenol in his hand, looks at it, puts it back in the can. <laughs> Puts it back, closes the door, and goes, I feel dirty. I'm going to bed. <laughs> That's honestly, I thought you were going to say, and he just pops a couple in. And I was going no. to be like, no. no he couldn't like, even no. do it. He couldn't That's even do it. That's fucking hilarious, dude. The only story I have about that. So I watched that in, um, at UTC. There was a. There's only one like film class that's like what could be considered like a film class. It's right. Like intro to film, and then everything else is like artsy fartsy video stuff, yeah. or like the, what I did, like the news, the journalistic side, right, and stuff. So there was only one, but she made us watch that movie because she was like, it's just you know, it's just a masterpiece of like filmmaking, which yeah. it is, like and stuff. And so we watched it in class, <laughs> and I was like. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Yeah, I'm surprised UTC let her stay there. That feels um, honestly, I have no idea. I, I remember I took that class and Nick took that class because he was in the class right before me, mm-hmm. uh, like the same like same time frame and stuff. But like just right before, so he would come out as I was going in. And he, was just, <laughs> he just walks out like, like oh, just like goddamn. I'm just like oh god. He's like we watched Rec Room for a Dream, and I was like oh no, because oh. I knew about it. And I was <laughs> yeah. like I don't know if I want to watch it yet. Like I'll you know get in the right headspace or just. <laughs> Maybe not now, <laughs> like right, right. every time I thought about it, but, and then, uh, the only other thing I know, like, story I have, it's Austin's story, technically, but for some reason, she watched it twice in 24 hours, because she watched Why? it one night with a group of people, fucking horrified of it, especially the mom, like, yeah. that was the scariest part, for sure, I think everybody can agree on that, and then the next day, another, like, set of friends wanted to watch it, and she was like, okay. That's, like, a very <laughs> like, weird initiation. I know, like, she watched it twice, I was like, what the wrong with yeah. you like I, I was like i wouldn't even and i watched like all kinds of fucky yeah. shit like she would not like lynch like yeah I, I think i could get her into twin peaks i was like just stick with it it's gonna get really weird but i think you'll be hooked yeah and you'll be like well this is interesting to this point but like like she wouldn't she wouldn't even like any lynch yeah and stuff but yeah, yeah so that one's weird <laughs> for sure but pie is another good one um so bo's afraid all of lynch eternal sunshine um sorry to bother you Yes. That movie yes. was – I was so not yes. expecting that movie to go into the yeah. surrealism uh, yeah. at the end and stuff. And the way that it just did it and went so hard it just, Yeah, it just it. – it started like, and it was like, okay, that was kind of weird and then it just kept going. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was me, Nick, and Justin watched that one. And uh, we all enjoyed it until about 45 minutes or 50 minutes in, whenever that mark is that it starts. And they were like – uh, what the fuck? And I was like, this movie fucking yeah. awesome, yeah. dude. This movie's have so you, have good. Have you seen his new film yet? Which one? Um, oh, what is it? Like, uh, it's something to do with the Zodiac. Like, I'm an Aries or oh, something. No, like, I don't it's think about so. some like, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I was just curious on on your take. It's like some no, some giant it. human, and it's oh, like a sweet. reimagined superhero story. Apparently. Oh, cool. Like that yeah. sounds awesome yeah i mean if it's I mean, anything like sorry to amazing. bother you yeah, yeah like it's gonna be fucking awesome because yeah. i remember just the um 
Justin just loved the um when they did their uh, uh code switching. Yeah. And like it was literally yeah. David Cross yeah. speaking for them. Yeah. Like it was like he was rolling at that. He thought yeah. that shit was so funny. It's like so I mean good. it's hilarious and stuff, but like Well and he sells Lexus, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah exactly. that's the yeah. ultimate. Oh yeah, no, he uh, he knows all about it. <laughs> and then my final one is a classic, literally a classic throwback: the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I've never seen. Oh, it's a old German expressionism okay. silent film from back in the day about a um, oh, God, what is the word that they use? It means sleepwalker. Okay, some symbolist yeah. or something like that. So it's like, it's a. There's, like, a fair coming through town, and they have, like, the amazing Dr. Caligari, and he has, like, a, a, a uh, like a sleepwalker. Mm-hmm. Um, they use the, like, technical term, but it's hard to pronounce. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and, like, he, like, there's, like, death and murder and, like, mystery of, like, what's going on and, like, what's causing it and stuff. But, like, all the backdrops, it's all studio-based. I mean, silent film, it was all studio-based back then anyway, but, like, the, um, like almost i don't know if the right word is like abstract like the cityscapes that they do for the Mm, background and stuff is like it's very like hand-drawn tim burton-y yeah is it almost like that looney tunes yeah kind of of, kind of kind of cartoony to an extent and stuff but it's it's really weird and then by like because uh, like and this is like a story you're hearing secondhand, and then there's like a twist at the end mm. and stuff. It's it's fucking awesome. What's it's it, a, what is it called again? It's called the Cabinet of uh, Doctor Caligari. Okay. You can get um, like I'm sure there's like expensive Blu-ray versions out there, but sure. it's it's one of those like it's I'm mostly sure on DVD. You can DVD. find it on YouTube. Yeah, you could probably. Yeah. I think that's where I first watched it. It's yeah. free on YouTube because yeah. it's from 19 like 29. Yeah. So, but yeah, that one is pretty fucking baller interesting it's I'll a it's a good one. it's it's real weird but again it's a silent film so don't look away because right. you'll miss the title screens that right. are like hey this is what's happening right now um but it's uh it's pretty short so yeah um it's very good um so that's like yeah that's my oldest one that's my og one um i would i would i would be shocked if that wasn't one of lynch's like like hell yeah i love that fucking movie oh yeah you know probably you, in his top 10 yeah have you read his book, book? Catching uh, the Big Fish? Yes. Yeah. I have read that book. It is right over here somewhere. Nice. This is my nonfiction wall. <laughs> you should, uh, if you haven't heard the audio version, it's I think Lynch I need to reading it. Oh, my God, yes. It's, it's so I good. I need, does he it's, read it like uh, Gordon, though? Oh, I mean, he reads <laughs> it in his voice. So like, it's like, like Gunter screaming. was an amazing <laughs> carpenter. I loved watching him as a kid. The way he put pieces of wood together just looked like magic to my young eyes. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. It's oh my god, yeah, that's that's incredible. Uh, fuck yeah, I'll need to listen to that because it's been a while since I've read it. So I'll I mean, need to listen it's to it. actually like a very interesting book. No, it's awesome. The ways. concept is, yeah. is is cool for sure. Um, oh my god, yeah, damn, I need to. Need to go on a lynch kick. It's about to be spooky season. I need to just binge a bunch. Yep. Um, starting with Eraserhead. <laughs> Which is, shout out, shout out, shout out, Eraserhead. Another another fucking great one by Lynch. Um, okay, so so Southland Tales. So we're gonna go over the ratings for. Uh, I do the Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and the Metacritic ratings just right. to give a lay of the land. Um, Bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one was interesting though. I haven't had this happen yet. The Rotten Tomatoes. The critic was forty one percent. And the audience was also forty one percent. Yeah, it like critics and audiences yeah, both this... agreed like forty one percent is right on the money for yeah. this one, which is weird. This it's usually like booed. twenty plus yeah. difference yeah. when we do these movies. Yeah, 
No, weird. it's... Uh, yeah, I got booed at uh, cons, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. And then he went and recut it afterwards mm-hmm. and allegedly made it maybe not better. He made it uh, shorter and then included the uh, beginning part that explained the graphic novels right. from what I read. Right. Um, I know. I, I, I always like to see what Roger Ebert said, like, website says about it. And, like, he was still around for this one. One star out of his four. And... Um, yeah, he was just shit. I was like, damn, I don't think I've ever seen Roger. Like, he shits on stuff that yeah. like most that I'm like, oh come on, it was better than that. Like, like if he t- if movies that he takes that that he would take the time to watch, you right. know, like uh, that I'm like, no, everybody loves this movie, and he'd be like, it's awful. Like, uh, like it tried, but like this one, he was like, fuck this movie, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate he, everything he, about yeah. it. He and I think he was coming brutal. off of Donnie Darko as well, which this was, was like follow up, a critical to, yeah, this movie, was second cult movie, classic. Yeah, a lot of uh. When I was looking up quotes and stuff from critics, lots of sophomore slump, like stuff yeah. like that, to that like poor sophomoric effort and like right. shit like that. So right, yeah, people people were upset <laughs> to say the least. Um, <laughs> IMDb, which is just users, just laymen like you and I, um, five point three, which is literally I don't think we've ever done a movie that's less than five or more than six. There you go. So five point three technically is on the lower end of the IMDB scale for how this goes. So bad movie debates sits in the five to six. Yeah, apparently range. every single movie we've done on for IMDB is is between five and six. Never, hmm. I haven't had one more or less. But like, that's kind of like, perfect because it's like at least I don't think so. Like I think even like yeah. a Knight's Tale was five point nine, which is like. I got a lot of flack. That's going to be like a 6.1. I would think. I don't yeah. remember. But, like, I remember getting a lot. Like, people, like, I posted, like, hey, like, we did this episode, me and my buddy Michael. And uh, people were like, how dare you? <laughs> like, how dare you <laughs> yeah. speak ill of this movie? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Listen to the episode. Because Austin, Austin watched it with me. She's like, I love this movie. And by the end, I was, like, kind of saying my, like, yeah. anti-stuff. And she was like, you know what? I don't like it as much as I yeah. thought. And I'm like, I feel like it doesn't hold up as well. There are moments yeah. that don't. And there's moments that are just fucking... <laughs> always going to be good um and then metacritic 44 out of a hundy which is they're usually pretty harsh yeah uh, so and then the user 6.2 so they liked it a little bit more over there yeah which is always interesting well it's got the word meta in it yeah exactly so that's <laughs> why the film they, is that they, get it. <laughs> they fucking get it um i do notice that metacritic's user scores usually are a little bit higher and i think it's because they do a lot of like video game reviewing too mm. so there's like it is a, it is I think it's coming in like Rotten Tomatoes is strictly just movies. I have to be strictly just movies and TV and stuff. So like people who are like taking the like, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to post about it on Metacritic. I feel like they lean towards more like they're like video game, like in like, right, right. Like that's becoming more literary video games every day, every year and stuff. So like, they just have a different perspective on like story hmm. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they're, they're a little always... more forgiving of. They can be, yeah. This. Sometimes yeah. they're a little more harsh depending on what kind of movie yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But they're they're always there's always a difference, which I find interesting. Huh. Um, so I like to include them. Um, all right, now here's my favorite part. This is my favorite part before we get into really debating. I like to do good quote, bad quote from critics. Ooh. Good quote, bad quote. Okay. All right, so the good quote. The bad quote's always more fun, (laughs) I will say. But the good quote, this is a pretty good quote. Um, So this is from Wesley Morris for the Boston Globe. He said way back in the day, quote, Even if the world Kelly's concocted always seems screamingly incoherent, you have to hand it to him. He's made a movie of our messy times that's too ambitious to settle for merely capturing the mess. It actually is the mess, <laughs> end quote. And he gave it like a four out of five. Like, yeah, and it, like, as it says, like, that's the little an amazing review. quote. Yeah, it had the tomato, and I was like, 
I was like, so he likes it? And it was like four out of five. I was like, okay, so he loves it. And I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. So I, I think I would concur with that. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, okay, I that honestly it kind of made me go, hmm. Okay, the way he put it, yeah, it makes a little more a little more sense. Not yeah. a whole lot, but it makes a little more sense in my head uh, now. And then the back quote, Mark uh, Rahner for the Seattle Times, he said, uh, "Quote: Consequently, I can recommend it to enhanced interrogation practitioners who are tired of waterboarding." End quote. <laughs> but even <laughs> like, that, even that like, quote is so of its time. He's just like so it's like... so of the Bush era. I know exactly, which is the direct <laughs> which is like the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. But yeah, like, it's just. It just that one just had me rolling. The bad quotes are always they're so hard. Like I think uh, speaking of Michael and the Night's Tale episode, he's he was like, "Who hurt you?" <laughs> he's like, "Who hurt you? Why are like did you like we were joking like did you date like is your did your ex work on this film? <laughs> yeah. Like what is wrong? Why do you hate this? <laughs> like this are much? you okay? <laughs> yeah. Like they're always so fucking brutal. Right. Dude. And they're but that's why they're the best. Um. But yeah. So he thinks it should be used as torture. <laughs> that's well, how bad this movie is. <laughs> then I must be a uh, pension for torture because I've uh, a glutton for pain. Yeah. <laughs> subjugated myself to this too many times for. For it not to be that. Yeah, fair if, enough. If, he, if that's true. If that's true. Right. Um, so, and then the last thing I like to do as to kind of kick off the debate. Um, so, I want to hear something that you don't like, and I will tell you something that I do actually genuinely like mm. about the movie. So, just one thing that you don't like, even though you, like, love this movie, and mm-hmm. you're like, hell yeah, like, nothing's perfect. Right. You know, we can't all be, like, I don't know. Life of Brian by Monty Python. That's a right. pretty perfect movie, you <laughs> right. know, like, so we can't all be that. Right, right. I mean, I think my biggest complaint about it, especially having watched it, like, literally yesterday, yeah. is that I think the film is coherent, mm-hmm. but the storyboarding of it and the way they introduce new characters mm-hmm. and some of the plot lines mm-hmm. is intentionally confusing yes and it I, didn't need to be that i was way. getting that feeling they watching it i was like yeah. i feel like we're being kind of confusing for the sake of it right not because it benefits the right. story or how i'm trying to tell right. the story there's a very yeah. different way i think they could have storyboarded even just like those intro scenes where they're right. like giving a recap of the graphic novel like they, yeah, even some of that was like kind of. I was like, okay, so like there's like right. a guy he got blown up, and he's that's his name, and right. then there's like this, and like okay, like, right, yeah, yeah. I weird. think that could have been done in a way where you would actually get a lot more out of the film. Yes, um, and I think he I did a that. disservice in that regard. That's fair. And I mean, then he went and recut it. Right. They tried to improve on it, and right. it was a at the very least it was a lateral move apparently. Right. Because people who like there were some reviews that were talking about like. They're like, doesn't matter which one you watch, still don't know what the fuck is going <laughs> <Yeah>. on, <laughs> you know. Like, but he tried to, cl- he's like, he cut it shorter and he put this at the beginning. Yeah. He tried to clarify it. I feel just as confused. So, did it help or did it hurt? No, we didn't do either. Right. You know. And I'm like, all right, bad. Um. So one thing that I actually genuinely like and I was not expecting. Um. Granted, it was one of his like first films, I guess, uh, when he broke into the movie industry. I think this is the most acting I've ever seen from The Rock. In any movie yeah. he's ever been in. Yeah. Every single I don't get me wrong. I like movies that feature The Rock. Most of them, like I like the Jumanji movies. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Rampage was dumb, but it was fun. Scorpion you know what King. I mean? Yeah. That's fucking a baller <laughs> fucking movie. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's not good, but it's a lot of fun. Like, but he's always playing pretty much himself. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And um, and there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. Again, it works. There's right. one him and Kevin Hart. It's a Central Intelligence comedy. Mm, I never saw that. That one's it's it's dumb. It's Kevin Hart and The Rock right. in a comedy movie. So you know exactly what you're gonna get. Right. The plot has to do with one of them's like a secret eye and one of them accidentally is like a bumbling everyday man shit. Right. But like it was quality. Yeah. You know, like it was like yeah, this is exactly play it, put it on, do something mm-hmm. else. But like it's you'll you'll laugh. Yeah. Um. This was not The Rock, and I was no. very, very surprised by yeah. that. It, like, and, and it's interesting, too, because he's playing a famous a film big, star famous well film before star. Yeah. he's actually – like yeah. he, everyone knew him from wrestling. This yeah, is his you know, first film. Yeah, really. what's cooking, you yeah. know, all that shit. Like everybody knew that. But this is his first like – like, oh, he's on uh-huh. the uh, – what's his name? Is it Richard Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, Richard Kelly's second movie. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, let's go. And he, he went for it, and he yeah. did a good job. You know, again, like – Regardless of, like, the plot and the script and, like, how confusing or not confusing it was at times, like, he did a really good job with what – with the direction and, like, yeah. the writing he was given. And I was surprised. I was, like – because I'm, like, ah, yeah, The Rock. Like, it's early. But, like, it was – I don't know. It's nice to see, like, that he wasn't typecasted as himself from the get-go right. and he tried not to. Right. And I was, like, I really appreciated that from him because I was thought I was going to be, like, every time The Rock comes on, I'm going to be, like – and there's the rock. Yeah. But I was like, no, that's boxer. Yeah. Like it, I genuinely yeah. felt like he was the character. So yeah. I really or appreciate Jared cocaine. Yeah. Like, or he yeah. actually does a good job being. Yeah. Both, his, and his both little characters, his little thing he does with his hands mm-hmm. when like shit gets really weird yeah. and stuff was like, I was like, I've never seen him have like a character trait. Like they right. never really explain it that well, it's, much. It's him being Jericho. Can't like, it's yeah, like yeah. he has that whole scene where they're talking about multiple Right. Voices inside your head. Right, yeah. And memories and all that. True, like It's yeah. like him literally switching between two different That's characters. right, yeah. It's like, that's like his, Which is like, what I love about this Yeah, film. that was like his, like, the switch or right. whatever, yeah. But it was interesting. It's like a character thing. Yeah. Because it's interesting because it's like, at first, you don't... Well, I guess what I'm saying is, like, at first, you don't know. Like, you just notice he does it, and it's like, oh, so, like, oh, mm-hmm. the, the Rock, he has, like, a character thing. Like, this is, like, something that the character does yeah. that may or may not be relevant to the plot. Turns out it is right. in some way. But like in some way, in some you're way. Like, yeah, I'm not sure I understand how. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do. It's uh, it's when he's uh, he's uh, code switching from right. really this character, this character, right? Like, which is fair. But yeah, so I I did really like that. I also really liked the opening sequence, mm-hmm. like the actual opening sequence, um, with the um, the atomic bomb, yeah. and stuff like that was the way that was shot and yeah. like. With like somebody just making a uh, like a home video on the Fourth of July yeah. kind of a thing, it felt really natural yeah. and very raw. It was, and like it yeah. was like apparently it was just one of his friends' Fourth of July parties. Really? Yeah. Actually, okay, yeah. that's awesome. Like because they like, just or like someone on his crew, like yeah, they just it was like, like, hey, yeah, my neighborhood has this big Fourth of July yeah, party, and they like, literally just brought like, a Steadicam and shot. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Because like, because I remember thinking like when the woman like shoots the water gun at the camera and she shoots, she's like, oh my god. I didn't yeah. know there was always like, yeah, like no, I that, know like, that woman. Like I've seen that happen. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. with somebody bringing a camera to a thing and they're yeah. just shooting random stuff. Like that's yeah. Like I was like that was really cool. And then obviously the bomb goes off and it's like um the fuck yeah <laughs> the fuck is going on now? Where yeah. are we going with this? And but, then um, you're in it. I thought that was good. I yeah. thought that was good. And then everything else after I was right. like wait what the fuck? Is I going think I think the on? other thing we need to mention about this film is how star studded this film is that was also like, something everyone that was really is in this fucking film. weird you yeah. know like as i knew that like going in like it was the guy who did donnie darko right and you've got the fucking sparkle motion woman is uh-huh. is there and then um 
the woman um as a part of like the like scientist crew with mm-hmm. the um fluid karma like right. like uh the one that was like the short she's the, from uh poltergeist she's mm-hmm. like the the yeah. uh media right and, <laughs> like then, and, and then the baron like... is uh never start a land war in asia mm-hmm. um you've got sarah michelle geller you've got justin timberlake you've yeah, got which i was more like i forgot justin timberlake was in i knew he was in it but i yeah. was like oh my god it's fucking jt his little goatee i wrote that down i was like his goatee's looking a little rough <laughs> yeah. but but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just surprising. I didn't notice his that. face scarring until like the second scene. The first thing I noticed was his goatee, right. and then right. I was like, "Oh, he has a huge scar on his face too." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is funny. But yeah, the, and then um, is it's a Sean William Scott. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Sean William yeah. Scott, who is great. Yeah. Also, I like yeah. I like most of the things that he's in. He usually does a really good job. Um. Yeah, Amy uh, Palmer is in it. Yeah, Amy fucking Palmer is in it. Yeah. For, like, no reason, like yeah. just like out of nowhere, as dream, rather as dream, as dream the spoken the word poet. poet yeah, which is fucking it's insane. so good. And then, um, oh, who else? There was someone else that I was like, what the fuck? I can't remember who it was. Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. That's yeah. what I, I was like. What the fuck? I was yeah. like, Mandy Moore is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the shit is this? Like, yeah, yeah it was really weird because I was trying to look up Zora. Mm-hmm. I couldn't recognize. I was like, I feel like I recognize yeah, she's been her. In something I don't know. I don't well, know. I was looking up on IMDb, so I went to Southland Tales. And I was scrolling through trying to find the character because I didn't know who she was, obviously. And I uh, was like scrolling through, and that's when like Mandy Moore popped up. I was like, Mandy Moore? What the fuck? I hadn't gotten to that moment yet. Yeah. And I was like, What the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah she there comes she in, is. Like, halfway through. Yeah, I was like, There she is. What the fuck is this? Like, how with, does this with even With the happen? best line of all time, cock chuggers. Yeah, <laughs> cock chuggers. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Chuggers too. <laughs> Are you deep throat too? No, I wasn't in that film, yeah, dude. That, there was definitely some moments that I was like, "All right, that is genuinely fucking yeah, funny." It, it, that was one. Of, yeah, a, like especially Kristen now, her all of her, her quotes, whole fucking yeah. Her whole like intent, her whole life goal, like scientists are saying the future is much more futuristic than they originally <laughs> thought it the, would be. The fucking dude like cuts to the dude and he's like trying not to laugh. He's just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, like yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's so good. It's so ridiculous. I love. I genuinely love her whole thing. What her uh, pop single, mm-hmm. "Teen Horniness Is Not a Crime." I never said it was. I never said it was. <laughs> dude, that dude was fucking hilarious. The governor. Yeah. He was so fucking. Every yeah. single time Senator he was on screen. Frost. Yeah. He was obviously like the like Bush. Well, they even show Bush in they there. They show Bush, but like he was like a yeah Bush esque yeah. like politic, it's supposed to be what? super southern Clint, like Clinton Lieberman versus yeah it's Clinton Lieberman versus Frost Elliot maybe yeah Frost yeah. Elliot yeah, yeah yeah that's exactly what it is but he is like he is like definitely like the Bush like stand in and stuff because yeah. he's just got that twang yeah. about him and stuff and he just says all this random and he's like holding the CD and he's like yeah I never said it was did, <laughs> like, I, did I just see two cars pork <laughs> exactly just like which is also i he's, was watching that and i was like the I, voice of the audience yeah he almost is. the whole way through yeah exactly yeah because yeah, that's exactly what i was i was like these cars are i was like okay they're gonna fuck great but then like the actual fucking phallus coming out and then the I, actual yeah. vagina being like yeah. formed i was like okay yeah. i was like not i was like okay with it but yeah. now it's real fucking weird yeah they, <laughs> okay, but they, they surrealism yeah surrealism that's what that's what you get should um, we uh should we orient our audience to uh to what this film is? D- do you want to take a stab at what at what this film oh, is? Oh, absolutely not. I really want you to, <laughs> I really need you to like So most of these movies that I do um are pretty 
one dimensional. Sometimes, sometimes there's two or three dimensions to them, but they're mm-hmm. they're still pretty easy to fish out. So, right. No, I was. Uh, I usually don't have to do a lot of like. Exposition. Someone please explain <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck I just watched with right. uh, the movies on this show. So, um, since you're the expert, fucking well, relative to anybody else I know, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Hit me with it. All right, I'll take a stab at it. So. The plot of this movie takes place after an atomic attack yes. in Texas. The America Hiroshima, yes, as the, they call yes, it. Yes, in the intro. Um, we don't know who attacked. That's never cleared up. Yeah, um, that's right. But it's used as a way to start the war, Yeah, uh, which is also used as an expansion of the Patriot, which is what they call mm-hmm. U.S. ident mm-hmm. um, in the film. So yeah, for those who don't know, that means that that's the, like, we can look at any of your, like, correspondence right. technologically. The thing they actually did yeah. that Edward Snowden was like, yeah, hey, they're yeah. doing this. That's why, Sno- remember Snowden? That's what he was all like, yeah. um, the fuck yeah. about? And so. this was like three years before Snowden came out with any of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So um, we were talking about it before mm-hmm. people were talking about it. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, so that's kind of the like baseline. What happens is they mm-hmm. go to uh, Middle East, start mm-hmm. oil wars, oh, and yeah. then realize they're running out of oil. And in this vacuum, the Baron shows up yeah. with liquid karma, which is some sort of like 5G Wi-Fi generated free energy using the ocean i didn't fully understand but i'm glad they didn't waste a lot of time trying to explain right how that would work because i mean obviously if we had it we would be trying to use it like so they obviously were like well and they here's they even do that in the film where there's like you know his little cadre of people yeah talking on the beach and like quantum entanglement yeah like (laughs) Like, what does that mean like well like can you elaborate (laughs) and they're like no No. (laughs) like no absolutely not but like but that was um uh I'll, I'll get to that point. Can okay, can so me? so liquid karma now exists. Mm. It's a fuel source. Mm. But what we find out as as the movie moves on is it's also being used on soldiers in Afghanistan and Iraq. Mm-hmm. And what uh, Justin Timberlake's character is like shown on screen a couple of times claiming that they had battlefield telepathy. Mm-hmm. They're basically using it to create some sort of super soldier. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the which baseline. isn't out of the realm of possibility because uh, right. countries have been trying to do that for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to this day, probably still trying to do it. Right, and it's um, so that's kind of the like political thing that's happening. Yeah, you have um, neo-Marxist cells popping up mostly in California. Right. Um, California is kind of the swing state, and that's where all this mm-hmm. happens. Um, so by doing liquid karma, they tear a hole in the fabric of of space-time continuum Mm -hmm. one-fourth mile long Mm -hmm. right near lake mead it's a portal yeah (laughs) just like donnie dark yeah it's a portal it's a portal (laughs) and so what they do is they send boxer santeros who is the rock who is married to mandy moore who is the (laughs) daughter of senator frost who's kind of the bush stand-in yeah so because he's a uh, super well-known actor, they send him through this space-time continuum. Uh, he comes out like 62 minutes before. Yeah. And then Serpentine detonates the car, and his like split alter ego is uh, killed yeah. out in the desert. Mm-hmm. And now we have this alternate timeline uh 
boxer, yeah, who doesn't know who he is or what's going on. Yeah, has no idea. Um, The other side of that is, as the film unfolds, we find out that his driver Mm -hmm. is uh, Officer Tavener. Right. And so he's split. Yeah, he also gets split because he's there at the same time. Uh, And that's kind of like the whole crux of the movie is Officer Tavener. Mm -hmm. Um, So Boxer falls in with Sarah Michelle uh, Gellar's character, Krista Krista Now. Now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there were, uh, to differentiate myself from the 72 other Kristas in the business, I called myself Krista Now. (laughs) Because it's all about now. Now. And if you're going to fuck me. me? Fuck me, me now. now. Like, again, wow. rolling. <laughs> just wow. the entire time, just like, I love everything about this character. She's fucking hilarious, even yeah. though she's like, this is the most clever thing anyone's ever thought. I, she's right. great. Yeah, it, she's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, so she and Boxer Santeros, who's lost his memory, write a screenplay that foretells the end of the world. Called The Power. Called The Power. The Power. And yeah. it's like this weird divinatory text that, the whole rest of the film kind of nestles inside the yeah. film. So you're watching both the film as normative reality play mm-hmm. out and you're watching the power screenplay happen on top of it that. It is yeah, you're they're it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like, and, yeah, it cre- and it's they like, never say that. So it creates never these really weird moments where like yeah. people will flip like Miriam Fox, mm-hmm. who's also works at USI Dent mm-hmm. doing bathroom duty at LAX. <laughs> yeah, doing the bathroom duty, watching people take <laughs> yeah. shits and barf or whatever yeah. the fuck. <laughs> um, she, you know, downloads this text and becomes possessed by it and starts to channel. Yeah. Because she, character. and because, because she's a huge, uh, boxer fan. Right. Like she's obsessed with him. She has a little shrine to him, like right. on her fucking desk and stuff. Yeah. So she's like, I am going to. At first, I think she's like, I'm going to playfully become this character, but then right. she be she, she becomes it, it becomes it like more for right. real, yeah. And everyone's doing, you know, so like the Baron has his like little cadre of people. Mm-hmm. There's that scene in the bookshop where they're talking to Boxer, yeah. and she's like holding like tarot and divination and encyclopedia. Yeah. Like she's holding an orb at one point. Oh yeah, you know, like the mm-hmm. whole thing is yeah. And they have the screenplay, right? And they're like, we read it and we really like it, right? And they're like, and he's like the fuck right. <laughs> like and then the whole time as, as the film unfolds you also realize that the baron is behind krista mm-hmm. and the baron is behind fortinio yeah um and the baron's behind he knows that mandy moore has been sleeping with brad yeah. <laughs> 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 like uh he's I'm just pregnant <laughs> with your baby that's actually brad's <laughs> yeah. baby he's just kind of got all these <laughs> these evil intentions and we're never fully sure what he's doing um, the other plot line that's happening is the neo-fascists. Right. Where, so, uh, what they're trying to do is blackmail the Frost campaign on two fronts. The right. first one being that there is a racially motivated shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then inside of that, an actual shooting happens, yeah. which is Zora and the police officer that she's mm-hmm. having a love affair with okay, planning okay. it on the side. Also another actor that you're like, I don't know that guy's name, but I've seen but him in, in so everything. much shit. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah he's in here too now. Okay, yeah. great. Like another um, weird one. So you have the neo-Marxist and then you also mm-hmm. have us ident with right. the Senator's wife. Right. And then you have, sitting USI, you have USI death. Right. Like who is the is wizard. Like, yeah. Who you realize is just in with the Baron. Yeah. Yeah, 
Like <laughs> so, the whole film works. It's all on the bears. Like yeah. everybody the is interrelated. There's never mm-hmm. any point where, like, once a character is introduced, they show up over and over and over again. Yeah. Like the boxer Santeros walks into that bookstore, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the uh, communists is sitting mm-hmm. there. One of the women is sitting there reading a book as the register yeah. clerk. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. all throughout this film. Yeah, I noticed that when he was walking, like walking in and stuff, it was like haven't I seen that person yeah. already? Like, it's like, like, yes. And it's like, then later it's like, yep, definitely. Yeah. Saw that person already. Like, yeah. like weird shit like that, which is again, a very surrealism thing, like right. and stuff, which is cool. And the um, whole thing has this dream feel where it's like, the thing that I think I love about this film mm-hmm. is at no point. Are you sure what's real? Yes. Like, and not only that, every single character and every single like affiliation group mm-hmm. is working in their own reality. Yeah. Like, the neo-Marxists do not live in the same reality that everybody else does. Absolutely not. Like, no. they have their entire other alternative, mm-hmm. whatever the hell, reality they're living yeah. in. In a way that feels like, I don't remember that being the case in, like, 2006. No. Not the way that it is now. Exactly. Whereas in now, everyone is living in their own reality. Well, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff when I was looking it up. A lot of the articles that first came up was, like, more recent articles being like holy damn, shit people be sleeping on this movie that yeah. pretty much nailed what's going on yeah right now yeah. in uh american politics yeah. like they it's a very divinatory like film yeah he yeah. saw what was going to happen and yeah. it is happening yeah. and maybe and like i think one guy's point was or the majority of them even was like Maybe people didn't like the movie because they thought it was incoherent and would was impossible and never happened. But look, here we are, and they didn't like the possibility of it happening, so they right. were like, "Oh, this movie's bad. Nobody needs to watch it." Right. You know, like was at least one por- person's point, I think, from yeah. what I saw about it, because like, oh, there's different groups of people who live in a different war- reality than right. what, like what reality like actually is. Right. Like, no. In and this the, country? And no. The, and, the, and the film does its best to, like, foster that. Like, the scene yes. after, like, Mandy Moore and all of them are sitting there. Yeah. And, like, he walks outside. The woman talks to him with the orb. Yeah. Like, uh, Mandy Moore drives off in, like, mm-hmm. the, the, like, you know, driver, and it's raining, like, super mm-hmm. hard. And then, like, uh, the rock turns around. And there's like it's not raining anymore. Yep. There's a guy that wasn't standing there previously, nope. and there's next like, to a car that wasn't there and previously. Like an old school car, right? Like, and they not like, like a... put him in it, and yeah. then he just drives off. And yeah, it's like, like an wait. old school coupe. Yeah, like no, like like convertible that right. doesn't have a top. Period. Which yeah. like that's a really old school car. Right. Like they don't. And you think they don't like, make them like oh that. he's gonna he's gonna drive that in the rain, and then it's not raining. And it's not raining at all. And it's like yeah. these moments that it just shifts you mm-hmm. consistently, where you're like there is no ground. Yeah, which is a good filmmaking technique when you're trying to like unsettle people mm-hmm. like subconsciously. It's one right. of those things like like a big thing in horror is like that's why stuff gets really like is really quiet, then gets really loud, or gets is really loud and then goes deadly quiet and stuff because like subconsciously it like it bothers you. Right. It makes you in a state of like uncomfortability because you can never get into a solid state of this is how things are. Right. Because you, you're constantly going back and forth. It's hard to notice when you're watching the movie, but it gives you a subconscious reaction. Like your body physically has a subconscious reaction right. to those moments and stuff, which is something that this movie did. And since like I am weird about movies and I like neither notice that stuff, right. like I try to notice that stuff. I yeah, that scene specifically, yeah, was probably one of the best like dream like 
moments because it's like it's raining really hard yeah now it's not old car what the fuck yeah like weird lady with a weird orb thing and right. now it's like and it is very fragmented the way the right. story is told like and like everybody's dream, tripping like, on sequence. everyone's tripping on liquid karma too yeah like everyone everyone <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's in the fucking air yeah which honestly predicted the 5g <laughs> shit with fucking the vaccine and shit honestly it, it's which so is, well done it's weird that that's real that people were like actually seriously concerned about that <laughs> and oh, yeah. stuff and this movie was talking about it in 2006 like yeah but he, like it was actually happening in that movie something about like this film like this is the conspiracy theorist film Yes. Like, in the way that a conspiracy theory like QAnon or whatever is just mm -hmm. this infinitely bakeable thing where nothing is real. Yeah. So you just make it up. And you can put in as much as – you can put right. anything you want at any moment. Right. And as long as you get enough people to be like, yeah, then it's now a part of it. Right. You and know, this like, film is that. Yeah. In a way that, like, for 2005, six when mm -hmm. this came out – just wasn't in the air the same way that it is now. No, because at the time, I mean, like, I'm a big fan of conspiracy theory, but, like, I like, same. like, the old school stuff. Like, yeah, you I know, don't like that racist shit, but no, the... Like, when the, it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> like when it was when it was fun. Like, when it was fun, you know, like, oh, was the moon landing real? Like, UFOs, big right. butt, like, all that stuff. Right. Like, the fun stuff and, and everything. But this is, like, a very serious, like, mm -hmm. like actually happening, could be happening right now, right. like kind of like political conspiracy right. shit. and it's concerned with power. nobody was talking about it at yeah. the time it was 2006 things were i mean bad they were, i mean yeah i mean yeah, but you know. they were like let's put this it was the the zeitgeist was a little more casual yeah about oh, it. but even on the like like far left like i went to a um you know like anti-war march in mm. 2006 mm. you know like 250,000 people yeah. marching um but the the left at that time is like no no war for oil and like a little drum circle like mm -hmm. the people i linked up with like with the sds were probably the most radical people and by yeah. today's standards they were just like a bunch of like tree hugging liberals yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> which is just kind of wild that that's yeah. like how far things have shifted yeah exactly where it's like something like a neo-marxist cell doing things like that is not that far-fetched no yeah like, in like, the same way that like a porn star running her own business yeah is like clothing line, common now music album yeah. like doing all this shit. it's like yeah yeah like, like that's what only fans is that's what like, happens that's what yeah yeah people but it make a lot of money doing time. that sell them just pictures of their feet right i got ugly feet i can't do it it's unfortunate you should put some up and just see what happens i mean maybe i'll give them a little taste i'll give everybody a little taste see if i can get them hooked <laughs> <laughs> first five pictures are yeah free. first five pictures are free <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah we'll see we'll see um probably not nobody wants this. I, I, I i've already tried <laughs> um but yeah like that it's weird that that's like in 2023 it's like I mean, even like for them, even for the past like few years, it's like this movie is like. Let's put it this way: what was happening in the movie wasn't too out of the world, uh, like right. too like crazy of a possibility for for me, like, right? Just because of how things have been going for the past like five, six years, let's say. But the the way the story was told was more so like my issue with it, you mm -hmm. know. And so, and I think in two thousand six, people were like what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, yeah. don't know what's going on. All this shit is way bad shit crazy. Like, it's right. making all this commentary on stuff that's never going to happen, you right. know, and, like, stuff like that. Like, for me, I was like, I was like, no, this is happening. But, like, what the fuck am I watching? It's and, like, how does it do connect? It. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird way to tell this story. It wasn't, yeah. it was like, 
And I think that was a problem with it for when it came out. I think it's definitely yeah. gotten better with age, and that's why mm-hmm. there is such a cult following right. now. Um, because as we see these things happening, it makes more sense. But at the time when it came out, it was absolutely batshit to consider like any of this stuff would be just on the surface happening in front of you um, like it is now. But also it was told in a way that was like it was a surrealist dreamlike telling of it that was hard to follow. Right. I have the benefit of time of like, again, like, again, only fans and like all like that part. Right. And then like, like and oh, we're just having a conspiracy brain and just like having a yeah. conspiratorial brain because like everyone is, has been kind of forced to have to yeah. recently. Um, because of everything that's been going on around the world. Um, but, uh, I'm like, yeah, that all is fine. Yeah. If it was a more linear, like straightforward right. story, I could maybe get into it more. Right. You know I what I mean? I so that was one of my big problems with the it. way it bounces around. Mm. Like that is one of the things like you have to work to enjoy the film. Right. It, like it, in this almost occult way of like, Oh, it's definitely you, very occult. Yeah. It, there's definitely some like, I mean, like, speaking of David Lynch, like twin peaks, like yeah. especially the third season. And I'm not the first person to say this. Um, last podcast on the left, Henry Zabrowski actually says this. They end up talking about it. Um, like it, like, Twin Peaks, like they like all three of them pretty much agree. Like Twin Peaks, the show, including the third season, uh, Throw Fire Walking Me with there as well, is like the most like occult literature, modern occult literature we have. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it like based on like what the occult is has been for the past like a hundred years, that's like yeah. oh, you wanna have a starting point? Watch this show. Yeah. <laughs> and then read and then like I think Henry Zabrowski's like you really need to have a laptop open and after every scene you need to fucking Google what the fuck like and stuff and then you'll yeah. like be like up to tune. So like that's not my well, that's original like idea. Robert, like Frost thing yeah. in that was the whole way through. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, Project Blue Book. Well, like we're mm-hmm. gonna throw in like you know all these weird alchemical symbols. Oh, it's and... all fucking. Uh, it's a uh, very uh, Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. Like, I, I say as they say in last podcast they say they're like we're gonna say Cra- uh, Crowley because that's how. Ozzy says it, so that's how we're gonna <laughs> say it, even though it's technically Crowley. I always say Crowley, but yeah. you know, I got, I'm, I'm like, eh, as they say, if it's good enough for Ozzy, <laughs> like, and I'm like, all right, yeah, they're right, they're right. I also <laughs> believe everything they say. So listen to the last podcast on less free plug for them, um, or just read Alistair Crowley, or just uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. What is it? White stains? Maybe not white stains. Yeah, that I, you know what? I take was, it back. Yeah, don't that read. One. Don't read the man. The He's, Book of the Law. It's fine. It's fine. You could. Yeah. Start there, and I then... U- I use his tarot deck. I find his tarot deck oh, yeah, very useful. Somewhere. Yeah. In here still. But, like, across the board, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's not the point. Yeah. Point is... Anyway. <laughs> point is, they, it is a very occult movie, a la, like, the surrealism of Twin yeah. Peaks and right. stuff. Like, there are occult things, like, which are in a more modern way, because obviously Twin Peaks was an early 90s show right. and stuff, and, like, he was obviously, like, getting on Alistair's shit and, like, bringing, like, the whole Black Lodge stuff. Like, that right. is, like, straight, like, Scarlet Woman, that is fucking straight up yeah. his shit and stuff. And this movie doesn't tap into the the Alistair stuff, but, like, there is that, like, the, the like, ether of that throughout this entire movie. Magic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's... It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Everybody's I'm not going to say this movie caused everything to happen, <laughs> but I'm going to say it that didn't help. Horrifying. I'm going to say it didn't help, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Every, it may have put some stuff in motion that they maybe not, didn't intend to. There's supposed just, to be a warning and maybe it opened a door, yeah. like, instead. Yeah, I think he pulled something 
from the zeitgeist. Yes. And yeah, like fucking, and did something with it. It's honestly, weird. It tapped into the uh, collective unconsciousness. Yeah. Like in some way. Like the other. The this other... has happened before. You know what I mean? Like right. like where someone has put out a piece of media that was like, oh, this is bullshit, and got panned, and now and with now the hindsight like, of time, it's like, ah, oh, damn, Ooh. we should have maybe paid yeah. more attention. <laughs> you know, to the what's other, going the on. The other thing that I think like we haven't talked about mm-hmm. is uh, Justin Timberlake's character, uh, Abilene. Yeah, his. And we need to talk more. And about Officer. Um. Oh, what is his name? Uh, oh my God, T- Tavener. Tavener. Yes. Yeah. Um, because really the whole film is about their relationship, what happened in Fallujah. Yes. And and the forgiveness that has to happen in that space. Right. Um. And like so, despite all the times that they're reading like from Revelations and all this apocalyptic literature, like oh, the thing yeah. that's really going through it is that Officer Tavener does some sort of friendly fire event that causes mm-hmm. you know JT's like crazy weird scar. Yeah, and he thinks he's dead. He thinks right. he killed. Him he thinks he killed during him. that. And then his soul gets split, and like the end of the movie, the thing that ends the universe mm-hmm. is the the same. The same person, the same soul in two mm. different bodies shaking hands. Yeah. But it's not – I don't think it's that that ends the world. Mm. It's the forgiveness that one part of that soul Yeah, because as they're flying the up uh, – if you haven't seen this movie, this is going to be a really weird sentence. This is going to be like a brand new <laughs> sentence for you, one of those kind of things. Uh, as they're flying uh, – as the two souls that are separated into two different bodies are flying up into the air in the ice cream truck. <laughs> right. And they shake hands. They're right. having While that, the guy is, is while firing the guy a bazooka on, yeah, while at the, guy the on top Mega is, Zeppelin. At the uh, Mega Zeppelin. Yeah, again, a lot of new words, <laughs> a lot of old words in a new way <laughs> again if you haven't seen the movie you need to watch it because it, it's it'll, a trip again that will make that part will make sense maybe the whole movie not so much <laughs> but like that will make sense um as they're going up um the uh let's say the the second version mm-hmm. of, of him the one in the cop uniform so right. like i would say he's the second yeah. One, right, because that's the one that they brainwash. He's the one that doesn't yeah, remember. Yeah, he's everything. the one that doesn't remember. Like, and they like, and that's the neo Marxists try to like get him to do the right. the shit. Um, he's trying. He's talking to the other one, being like, like, we need to forgive. Like he's like saying he's like, and the other one's like, nah, like nah, nah. But yeah. then they get to a point. It's not even we need to forgive. It's literally you. one of them going like you have to remember what happened in Fallujah. And he right. goes, I remember what happened in Fallujah. Mm-hmm. Friendly fire. Right. I forgive you. And the other one goes, no. And this is all while a gun's pointing at his head. Yeah, he's got a head. He's going to kill himself. Head. Yeah. Uh, leaving the other one. Right. And presumably saving the world if he does kill himself. Yeah. Um, but instead of that being the thing that saves the world, they literally – like one side of them forgives the other one. The right. other one puts down the gun mm-hmm. and then the world ends. Yeah. Because they became integrated. Yeah. Because they forgive, came back like, together, forgave. forgave, moved on. And right. that's what the world needed. Right. Which so, I think is so interesting. I think it is too. And I have a question about like, how does that play? Because we haven't really talked about the religious aspect so much because like they, when we first see boxer in Sarah, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's and uh, Kristen house, uh, apartment or like yeah. condo whatever the fuck they like he's up he's like washing his face or whatever you know he's got all of his tats but yeah. there's a tat that i don't think the rock actually has that the is jesus's, jesus's face yeah. with the, and the then it crown bleeds and at, at the, the very, very end, end. Yeah. yeah but they like 
they like moved in hard and like stuck on it. And I believe at the same time, JT is doing a Bible quote, right? You revelations. Know I mean? yeah, yeah. He's doing another revelations quote and stuff. And I'm like, okay. So like, that's one of those one like all the like political conspiracy side stuff and like mm-hmm. the like and then like the casual occult stuff that was going on and stuff. I was like, I'm here for like I get it. I'm I think I get what's going on in that right. regard. But that part, mm-hmm. I don't really understand as much because so I can give end, you I can give you my take on it. Yeah, I, but I, I, I want not, I want to hear your take. I haven't thought about it nearly enough I but i have your, an initial thought again but, that's the thing it's yeah. like you've seen it enough to where i'm sure that you have something yeah like you've thought about it it's come across your mind enough to like you have thought because right. i again just watched this movie last night for the first time but like i was like they really lean into that and i was like i mean i went i was raised catholic i went to 12 years of mm-hmm. catholic school and right. stuff so for me honestly it was kind of weird that i was like well, i was like where i couldn't find where it connected but for me it was like Obviously, the revelation stuff into the world that was obvious. Anybody, right. know, everybody knows that. That's easy to see. But then, like the the Jesus tattoo being so hit on at the beginning, and then as far as I can remember, cut to the end when they're in the mega zeppelin and it starts bleeding. Oh, uh, Krista now says something. She literally just says the word stigmata as he gets back into bed. Yeah. And then so between, but between there to the end of the movie. When it starts bleeding out, I'm like, where is the rest of it besides the Revelations quote? Mm-hmm. And, like, so does that make – is the rock supposed to be Jesus? Or was um, the was the cop supposed to be Jesus? Was supposed to be, but then didn't right. sacrifice a part of himself right. to save the world? He instead said, fuck that, and ended the world? Right. That's... Or – well, what because are we it doing does here? In the last quote that JT says mm-hmm. is like a, a changing of revelations. It's like a right. new lamb was mm-hmm. given to the world or something, and his name okay. was Officer yeah. Tavener, and yeah. he was my best friend. Yeah, and he was and my then, best friend. That's the end. Of, that's literally like the yeah. last, the last line. Yeah. Or the I think the last line is a a pimp doesn't kill himself. <laughs> right. Because there was that whole that <laughs> yeah. thing. Which is never explained. But I yeah. do think that like I think it was just dialogue that was supposed to be like kind of funny but also relevant at the same time Somehow. that just didn't land. Because there was a lot of that where I was like, I get how this is tying in, but like why would you say it like that? Right. Which was another one of the issues yeah. for me though. It was like I was like I finally felt like I felt like I was go- knew what was going on and now you're gonna say some off the wall shit and use the, use the word pimp in this context in a way like what like but regardless continue right. continue yeah I mean the thing that I think so interesting about like the religion aspect is in the same way that like American political theory and mm-hmm. and common religion at this point is so not religious like it's American exceptionalism wrapped yeah. in <laughs> religious garb. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've seen, like, there's a bunch of pastors who've come out recently who've been like, um, my uh, congregation has told me that they've officially told me that uh, Jesus is weak. Right. Because he would turn the other cheek, and that's not what we need to do politically. Right. And so they're just like, nah, Jesus is a pussy, right. and we need to fight for, right. you know, the, and the, the this Christian is like, theocracy. That right. And this is just something I've been thinking about because uh, I had a dream. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, shit, uh, but there's this guy named Joaquim de Fior, uh, like 1200 AD, and he's the person who mm. created like Christian apocalypse right. as a thing, all mm. based on revelations. Oh yeah, because revelations is 
very surreal. Right. And, <laughs> and no one, it's not and no like, one... this is the way the world ends. Right. Quote from the movie. Right. <laughs> and, and a common quote. But... Right. And no one particularly before that read Revelations as an apocalyptic text. No, He's it, the was one just some, it was just some weird shit that they threw right. on the end of the Bible. And people were like, okay, there's a dragon <laughs> and the late Baphomet or like the lady of uh, Babylon. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, they quote like the about the the Babylon and like mm-hmm. one of them is pregnant. Like, and yeah. that's like pregnant woman, now, dragon and, and, and uh, more and uh, something else. I can't remember yeah. The third one is. But the way I read like the rocks, character and all mm. of the like christian icons that mm. are on top of that is like all that's embedded within his story of apocalypse right none of which is actually how the world ends like he foretells no. how the world will end not right. with a whimper but with a bang and with a handshake mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with anything like right. it doesn't help right in the world it doesn't me, no one me, believes let him. me let me ask you let me ask you this. i wouldn't think that a movie this complex excuse me would have like a uh, like a red herring like that. I feel like it ties in somehow, and right. I'm just not seeing it. Right. Or is the point like it's not going to end with religion? It's going to end with us being fucking stupid. Right. Like I don't like, know. Is it like, that? Is it that easy of a tie-in? Or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, that's what I like about this movie is like every time I've watched it, I come away with a different interpretation yeah which again is the definition of like surrealism like right. i literally watched twin i've seen twin peaks so many times yeah and blue velvet so many times yeah. specifically and like every single time i'm like god damn it lynch you did it again <laughs> right there's bigger fish right and that's <laughs> like, exactly how this film works and i mean th- on this last watch through like mm-hmm. so much of it to me seems like it has to do with like war violence extraction mm-hmm. Like, all of that's happening, mm-hmm. and the path forward is, like, this forgiveness and integration that has to right. happen. It feels like that's the answer that it's giving you. Right. Well, I mean, again, and turn, blowing up, turning like, the other cheek, right. you know, forgiveness. That right. But Jesus was all, all that's, about that. All that's happening while they're blowing up the mega zeppelin full of the richest and most powerful. Well, people that was on the, the uh, plastic surgeon's son who <laughs> yeah. was trying to be a gangster. Right. Like, exactly. kinda, or excuse me, a gangsta. Gangsta. Not a gangster. Not not an Al Capone, but a uh, <laughs> right, right, a nineties yeah, gangsta. Nineties gangsta. <laughs> Which is uh, hilarious, and I love. I love that character, honestly. Dude. And the other thing we haven't mentioned, which is a total aside in the film hey. and right now, <laughs> is the amazing Killers cover with Justin Timberlake okay, singing so, after taking Liquid Karma. So I have a question about that because I did write that down. I was – he took the Liquid Karma because the plastic surgeon's son, like they had some kind of a deal. He gave him weed and he gave him like the most intense psychedelic, <laughs> which seems like – not a fair trade, right? <laughs> but but it's medical. But it's medical. So yeah. <laughs> again, that scene again was very funny. He's like, it's medical, and he was like, oh hell yeah! Like that's all he. Like, yeah. He was like, great, deal's done. Like, which yeah. was funny, but like, I just didn't understand. Like, he takes it, he bleeds as he's as they say, like right. because it's like there's the different levels and they're different colors. Forget about mellow yellow. Yeah, exactly. Forget yeah, about. I mean, Exactly. Yeah. Whatever they Just all are, Agent Orange, which is a yeah, weird Agent, one. Which is, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that. I was like, I was like, I don't think I would want to take that. Yeah, it's uh, like I think I'd just rather go for. I'd rather bleed. Yeah, I'd rather bleed. Red. Like, yeah. no, I'm good. I've seen, I've seen Stranger Things. I know what happened yeah, exactly. to uh, <laughs> Hopper's daughter. Like, yeah. Um, 
But uh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> everyone's seen. I'm sure. It's fine. Yeah, uh, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. It's been three years <laughs> at least. At least. So fine. But um, regardless of that, um, so he takes it, and that's like a trip sequence. That's and how I was, read it. And that was the perfect like moment song. Yeah. I've got a soul, but I'm not a soldier. Which obviously everything we're talking about. Right. Like the two soul, all the soul splitting, right. and then soldier, like warfare and stuff. That's all. Like. I don't know, I as, like, as best as I've I ever like read it. Get, okay, so that that uh, it's just an unexplainable trip. The five sequence. minutes <laughs> of the twenty-minute-long video that I watched, he does touch on that somehow in that five minutes, yeah. really quick. He said something. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, all the like nurses are like Marilyn Monroe types. They are, yeah." And I'm like, "Yeah." What I thought, was but so... he didn't elaborate on it in the video, no. and I was like, "So, but like." Why? <laughs> what I thought was so interesting we watching is it, it hark- this... We're hearkening back to a different age? Like, right. is that what it is, like, in this trip? Like, I, I mean, know. this last time that I watched it, like, the one thing I really noticed about that sequence is it, like, starts off super sexy. Like, he's yeah. drinking the Budweiser. They're all, like, mm. around him, and there's, like, all this innuendo of them, like, dancing down his body and him making, like, little oh, winky yeah, those faces. Girls, those girls had a great time. They got to dance up on JT. Yeah. They probably ruined those takes multiple times oh, yeah. just so I'm they could keep sh- taking them. I'm it's sh- fucking Justin Timberlake. Come yeah, on. I'm sure. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, but then it ends with him, like, having this moment where he's stepping back from right. that. And, and he's bleeding the entire time. Yeah. Out of his chest and his back and stuff. Right. And like, he's having this, like, almost bad trip moment. Oh, he's not looking good. Yeah. Everything slows down. Yeah. And the women... Very subtly, too. The thing I noticed is like the women go from being this like sensual, sexy mm-hmm. nurses mm-hmm. to like this garish clown thing mm-hmm. just by like slowing it they down. slow it down and then like and then i noticed too like when he starts to like kind of be off and stuff like they're dancing right behind him mm-hmm. and at first they're just like kind of doing the thing but then like i looked i started like looking at them and they're all like looking directly at the back of his head right and i'm like that's very fucking scary to yeah. me <laughs> like and it's that's like, weird dude the, the thing i kept questioning throughout this whole thing is like mm-hmm. this time i've never done it before was mm-hmm. like is he actually dead because it the only he time... never i mean he only talks to the fucking one dude yeah the entire time he talks right? to that guy that's it mm-hmm. like you know there's n- no point does it ever feel like he's actually a tangible person living in the yeah. world other than like when he shoots the neo-marxist yeah i think the only reason that we know for a fact that he is alive is because he does shoot somebody right and then um when um officer i can't, I can't remember roland tavern roland tavern um when officer roland he um um, Officer Roland. Why does that sound familiar outside of this movie? Officer Roland. Mm. Regardless, um, I don't know. There's a connection there somehow, but it's I like can't place it. It's like your imaginary friend. No, I'm up. like Officer <laughs> Roland. Like that sounds so familiar for some reason. I can't remember why, but um, regardless, um, he uh finds out because he's like, oh, where did you get this uh liquid karma to the um plastic surgeon's son? And um, he's like, oh, I got it from Pilot. And he's like he he's alive like you yeah. physically saw him and yeah. got that like so because I was also, I think you're right that he he must be alive he must be but they create but, these moments where it's like he's and because he's the dead and or, because he's the narrator right you know and so like it's kind of a weird thing back and forth with that but then um, I also was just kind of confused like it took me a while to figure out because he's just sitting on the beach with a big old fucking gun yeah just looking at everything and I was like 
Yeah, like beyond a 380. Like, yeah, I don't I know was what like, size caliber was that like, thing is. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, so no one just sees this motherfucker? But then I, but then I realized. But they're everywhere. Oh, that's that's a part that's of the, the police state. state. Yeah. yeah, like that's a part of what yeah. that is. Like his job now is he is a gunner. Right. Which like, is the other in thing. In the Southland. The other thing that we haven't even talked about is mm. U.S. IDENT. Yes. As a security state. With the senator's wife, I don't like it. <laughs> right, I can As, tell like, you that the person sitting in a panopticon of digital, like literally, the screens go all the way around her. Oh yeah, um, and she like she won't leave that space. Like she won't go to the mega zeppelin. Nope. Like that at the end, they ask like, where is she? Like she won't leave her post. No, she won't leave her post. But then also that dude comes in and he's like, "Ooh, hey, sexy lady," and she's like, "Not now." Right. So, she... which is interesting because it's like he's one of the neo Marxists. Because he takes the gun. Right. <laughs> yeah, and they're her. like planning on killing her. Yeah. And then the barons, for hey man, tu- Fortunio and the fucking weird guy. Fucking honeypot, dude. Yeah. Fucking honeypot. Right. Classic. You know? Classic. <laughs> Classic. Uh, but the baron's the one that actually takes down the security state. Yeah. Which is weird and never explained. Because he's in charge of everything. Right. He knows. He literally knows everything that's going on. Right. He takes the prime minister of Japan's fist. fucking hand. <laughs> like, oh, there's a margin of uh, six, six engines, inches like, in the and contract. stuff. So, <laughs> and he's just like, oh yeah. And I was like, oh cool. So what's he gonna do with that? And he's literally just like, hey, go uh, mount it on the cheapest piece of wood you can find. Right. And it's like, oh, so it was just a power move. Like, right. okay. Which is some sort of understanding of like, whoever controls alternative power. Yes. It controls everything. Again, another thing that yeah, another uh, reference to last podcast and Henry Zabowski, who controls the water, <laughs> controls like in this type of like apocalyptic scenario, like right that's resources. What this is he yeah. controls the resources, control the, which also is interesting because like Baron, very Germanic, right? Is there's definitely a connection there because he's controlling the resources and like right and right his, and his mother has that like really heavy like eastern european accent yeah, that exactly never explain where it comes from exactly like, so is that like a is that like a nazi thing like is that it's it's the fourth reich is that is that is that what this is like is that what he's doing they never t- they like they only the only references to it is her accent him being called a baron and him controlling the resources right which is what dictators do and we all remember right germany had one of those right and he's and taking pretty out reasonous. just pretty much anyone that he's taking out the U.S. security state. Mm-hmm. He's taking out the neo-Marxists. Mm-hmm. He's taking out like the prime minister of Japan. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, who knows what else is happening in geopolitics? Oh yeah, because again, we do not know who fucking set the bomb. Right. The fucking Baron probably, probably. Like, is what it seems like right. by the end of the movie and yeah. stuff. But like, I don't know. It's just like, but like. I feel like I didn't get most of this when I watched it. Right. You know what I mean? I've like, watched this like 10 times. That's yeah. why this is in my and head. And like you said, and you just <laughs> said like, oh, I just thought of something again. Right. You know, which I mean, again, I, which I like this, those it, kind of movies where you have to watch it multiple times to be like, right. holy shit, it's different. Right. And it's why I consider this film like such a good film mm-hmm. compared to like, because so many people are like, the acting's really bad. I'm like, no. Not, I mean, not really. There's so, a lot of moments where when the acting is quote-unquote bad, mm-hmm. it's like within Boxer Santeros's power screenplay, and he's yes. being like Jericho Kane or Miriam Fox is talking. Because I'm sure that 
screenplay is not that good. No, <laughs> it's terrible. To, I mean, again, I'm sure teen horniness is not a crime. We get a little taste of it, the song. We do. It That does kind of sound like a bop, honestly. It, honestly, it but, does. Like, I, wish I think they someone should release it. I wish they had released it. <laughs> it would have been awesome. It'd be on my, like, honestly, all day playlist. Honestly, knowing Richard Kelly, he probably has. It's somewhere. Yeah, we'll need to find it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll need to find it. Uh, maybe I'll put that, a link in the was, show notes. <laughs> if we, if we can find say, it. maybe that's the outro music. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be dope. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, the acting is weird. Again, I think my favorite part of the movie has been... Uh, in my initial reaction, my favorite part now is, you know, like, like, ooh, an occult movie. <laughs> like, ooh, it's an right. occult movie. Like, ooh, that's my favorite right. part. I obviously. can bake this forever. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love that. But, um, like, The Rock, you know, I, I was like, he genuinely did a good job. Yes. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I guess what I'm, when I was saying, like, overall, like, I was like, oh, I think overall he did a good job but there was definitely moments that weren't that great and stuff but right. you make a good point that it's like well that's the power right that's what we're seeing and yeah they we literally... have a pretty good guess that that was probably poorly written right i mean it's so... kind of hinted at like <laughs> yeah. with the like conversation at just the, the opening beginning. conversation yeah, yeah when they talk about what the screenplay is and stuff and like yeah, point zero 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 Six. And she's mouthing along with <laughs> yeah, him, the zeros and so stuff. Good. And they're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like he's going, slower. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't know, man. Just the whole film has all these little rabbit holes that you can just go down and spend time holes. in. And yeah. it's not coherent, necessarily. No, it is not. <laughs> but I don't think a good film has to be coherent. Like, I love a film that makes me, like, sit there and, like, watch yeah. it and reinterpret it and, like... Absolutely. Um, No, that's good shit. Yeah. I love that kind of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of now, my could favorite it, could movies Could it have been like storyboarded that. a little better? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Most definitely. But I would say that... I guess my problem with it is so like let's just take Blue Velvet and sure. this movie. I think um yeah no Blue Velvet's a great. It's my meta, yeah, it's my it's a most rewatched uh, Lynch one. So and I've seen it. A I'm going to use it as the metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to use this. And as I there. think it's the one that does the most uh, dream sequence. Stepping outside, yeah. there's films mm-hmm. happening within the film. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So let's just say like I'm not going to get too too deep in it. Just because this isn't an episode just about how great David Lynch is. He's great. <laughs> he's great. Fucking watch everything he's ever done. Um, even that uh, – oh, did you see that the Netflix one, the little short he did with the monkey? With the monkey? It's yeah. So <laughs> my dad texted me because he loves Lynch, which is weird. Like my, like, like my dad and I are very Hi, different. Hi, dad. But like he <laughs> – his name Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. He, uh, he loves Lynch. He's the one that got, told me to watch Twin Peaks. It's and I, great. And I started watching it, and I was like, you like this? Like, yeah. Really? Like, okay, cool. Uh, but he watched that. And he texted me. He was like, "What the fuck was that?" He's like, "I liked it, but what the fuck?" Like, yeah. but regardless, regardless, regardless. Um, Blue Velvet, um, and this movie, Southland Tales. Blue Velvet. There was one point to it, or like, on the certain uh, a little try to get my thoughts in order. It's it's a lot, yeah. obviously, but it's about like the fall of innocence in our country. Cause he's a, yeah. cause Kyle MacLachlan, even though he never looked like a teenager, is a teenager. Right. And Laura Dern is a teenager with him. Right. And he goes into, he gets he's into an innocent a, dude until he finds an ear. Exactly. Yeah. And he 
gets thrown into this like the real adult world in a very insane dream like intense fucking way there's right. like crime and death and, yeah. And, yeah frank fucking love him dude yeah. in that movie like the character well, well I love the way the and character then, is told name the character loving the character is not good. And then he called me and he said the most bone chilling thing I've ever heard. He said, David, I need this role. I am Frank. It made my blood boil. Yeah, it's not good. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, so I don't I love the character, the way it's written, the way it's portrayed, but the character as a person is a piece of shit. Terrible. That's the point, but yeah. that's the point, you know. And like but he's thrown into that, and it's told, and like that's like, and like that's like that's like the main thing. And there's a bunch of other stuff, right. and everything. And but it's told in a way that is surreal to mm-hmm. the point of like borderline confusion. But if you really stick with it, you can like you can get through it in one viewing, and you can right. be like, I got it. And then I, you can watch it again and see a lot of more. I think a better Lynch analog would be Mulholland Drive or Lost Highway. Because Mulholland Maybe Drive. Lost Highway. Mulholland Drive, there is a lot of really weird sequences. Right, in and there's ones that are just inscrutable in yep. the same way where you're like, what does that mean? What does that have to do? And you can, I still don't know. That's probably my second most Lynchian yeah. like, watched movie. It's the one I've watched the like, most recently, so it's the yeah. one that's freshest on my brain. But mm-hmm. it's like in the way that this film has that mm-hmm. same – like this film is nowhere near as good as – as Lynch. I think um, we can, yeah, that's fine. Obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not debating those yeah. two yeah. in comparison because that would I be do, a waste of time. But I do think in that sense of like discombobulation, yes. not being able to like really put your feet anywhere. Yeah. No baseline like we no talked baseline, about earlier. No baseline, very little linear storytelling. Mm. Like I think Lynch does a better job making it feel linear. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can walk out of it and go, all right. Yeah, I feel away. Like, all right. Yeah. 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 This one, I literally. This one sends you away in the weirdest headspace. And I've that's ever why. And that's why I didn't like it when on my initial viewing last night because I was like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, right. that's what this one. I with Lynch movies, I'm able to be like, what the fuck just happened? Right. Think about it and be like, think about how the story was told. Again, it's Lynch. Right. It's so it's you know it's just better. You're gonna get something better overall. Yeah. But like I can get something out of it. Right. I don't feel obligated to understand what I just went through right. to have to look up stuff. Right. In a way that like is just as confusing because I found out there's three fucking graphic novels that build up to this. Right. Right. There's there's literally half the story. <laughs> yeah. That is not, not presented here. to me. Yeah. That I'm supposed to just know. Right. We get from we go from A all the way to Z and it's a fucking roller coaster with right. Lynch. But like by the end of it, I'm like, all right. Yeah. I got this. And then for fun, I'm like, let me look up and I'm like, holy shit. I didn't even think about that. Right. And then I rewatch it. And I'm like, it totally says that too. Yeah. What the fuck is this? This movie, you've explained it better than anything I read or watched <laughs> last night. And maybe I, I should just start a Richard Kelly fan yeah, YouTube right. video, rack up all yeah, those right. hundreds of views. Yeah, <laughs> don't waste your time with Donnie Darko. There's plenty of that already. Everybody yeah. loves it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. It's fine. Everybody I, knows. I haven't seen that in years. I'm kind I mean, of, I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but this one though, you could probably write a whole book just on this one. And yeah. you could. Anybody could. Yeah. Honestly, if like and if they you... if you get into it enough. But like, I don't want to have to read a book to get something right. out of it. Right. 
like I got some stuff out of it. I was like, okay, yeah, because like the occult stuff didn't really cross my mind. Mm-hmm. But as we talk, as we've been talking, I'm like, okay, now I can see it. Uh, and then like, but then like the dreamlike sequences and stuff, and like obviously like the political commentary and like the outlook for America and stuff. Like obviously that's that's there's no way you're gonna miss that. You know what I mean? So like that's what I took from it. Yeah. But I also thought the story wasn't was too incoherent Mm -hmm. for me to be like so what was the point right well what was the you know what What was the positive quote that you read at the beginning the top of the Uh, show it was like it's because it's perfect it's the (laughs) it's not a movie about the mess it is the mess mess. and i'm like i think it's true like yeah i read that like i like was putting together my all those like beginning show notes like an hour before you came over and was like was like looking through quotes and stuff but that one i picked that one because i was like yeah it's definitely a fucking mess but like it's a mess it's a very intentional what, mess it's an intentional mess In which i can postmodern way which i can appreciate like every mistake quote unquote mm-hmm. is on purpose like I, was saying, I wouldn't say that there was let's put it this way I wouldn't say that there was a lot of mistakes in this movie. Yeah. I would say like all the criticism again, like the, the acting or whatever, right. like none of it was a mistake. I would say at the very most, they were missteps. Mm-hmm. Or in, just in, weird dream shit. In terms of <laughs> like trying to make people understand, like a lot of people, yeah. like just as a completely different, but like just as an example, like, Christopher Nolan. People love pretty much all of his movies people are obsessed with. Yeah. All the way back from The Following, his very first one, and then Memento, all the way to now Oppenheimer. Right. was pretty fucking dope. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But I love it. It's on my list. It's good. Yeah. It's going to win all the awards, but Barbie is going to win your heart. That's how <laughs> I've been telling people. Oppenheimer's going to win all the awards, but Barbie's going to win your heart. Both achievements in filmmaking. That's Both true. very good. Yeah. Both very good. Ironically enough, though, quick sidebar to my sidebar, um, Barbie had <laughs> Is more. Is this Inception? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. <laughs> Play the. I will kid. say I like this film a lot more than I liked Inception. All right, well that is for a different episode. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Um, but uh, interesting that Barbie had more uh, social commentary in it than Oppenheimer did. Oh yeah, yeah, wild. I listened to a. Uh, we're just gonna carry with no, the sidebar for a hot yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. Uh, like ever since I went to Hiroshima and went to like the War and Peace Museum, oh, like that's that's really cool. It's a thing that like you know nuclear and like that whole movement is like something I pay pretty close attention to. Yeah. So I, you know I follow a couple of podcasts and yeah. you know that are like disarmament and mm. whatnot. And uh, they did uh, I think it's oh what I don't remember the name of this podcast. It's from the Middlebury Institute. Okay. Um. And but they they did a review of Oppenheimer and mm-hmm. their biggest complaint was like, a, a bunch of it's untrue. Like the historical record shows something very different than what was told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But b, like, the horror of the bomb was never shown. No, I was expecting that too. I and will it's say. Like, and it's yeah. like if you are talking about the atomic bomb. You have a moral duty there to is a show scene, the horror. There is a scene where um, Oppenheimer, um, Killian Murphy, um, after it's gone off, 
Mm-hmm. He at Los Alamos he makes a speech. Right. And there's a very like surrealist moment where there's like flashes of right. people what what he knows yeah, happened yeah. before reports came out he just knew because he you know made right. the damn thing like he right. knew what was going to happen to people when he's the you know we have become collie yeah like, exactly yeah. yeah like he and like there's that <laughs> which is a but weird quote yeah it's <laughs> a weird quote from a spiritual like it's <laughs> a very weird quote <laughs> back up yeah that's weird <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but uh but like there's that but that is all that there is yeah i i, I wanted more of that i thought they should have done yeah. that and I mean, yeah. that's what I walked away from yeah. Hiroshima. Yeah, that should have having been, is that like, should have been more of the point. Yeah, near the end of it and yeah. stuff. Um, but again, my only like devil's advocate response to it is it is a uh, biopic. It's a biopic. Yeah. yeah, it's about Oppenheimer. Right. So, but like, it's sad. But. David Lynch did a better job explaining the horror in of season three, <laughs> season three, episode yeah. eight. Which uh, go open, watch it. Which opened the door to which uh. <laughs> The, open the door to the fucking uh, Black Lodge right. that Crowley was first trying to open back in the day. Oh, shit. Which uh, you get the Jack Parsons. They're doing yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, Jack Parsons. Yeah, how he, quote unquote, died accidentally, quote unquote, in a lab explosion in his Oopsie. home, even though he was a fucking expert in that shit. And he made a, quote unquote, tiny little yeah. common mistake. I don't fucking think so. Yeah. Have you read his last uh, no. essay? I did not. Right before he died? I didn't. It's like uh, Freedom is a Two-Edged Sword, I think is the name of it. Oh, God. <laughs> I think that's all I need to hear. <laughs> that's fucking Go read ridiculous. that sometime. I should read that. Um, another shout-out to the last podcast. They did a whole three-episode uh, three arc on Jack Parsons. Nice. And stuff. It was The other podcast I will recommend to you, because uh, I'm a big supporter, both monetarily and uh, emotionally, oh, is yeah. Nonsense Bizarre. Oh, yeah? Uh, with Sequoia Kennedy and... Uh, I'm forgetting her name. She's great. Uh, but yeah, go go follow that one if you're interested I in will. occult weirdness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so let me take a second. Back up. And we're in the main corridor. Christopher Nolan. Christopher <laughs> Nolan. We're not in the main corridor. <laughs> we're not, we're not. Christopher Nolan. His movie, Tenet. I That's never saw like, that. So, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Everybody's loved every single movie, critics and audience alike. The following all the way to now Oppenheimer have been like, he's amazing. He's an auteur. Like, he's he's right. the guy. He's the guy that we fucking love and we want to see everything from him. Tenet is the only exception. And the main review I've heard from most people online and in person who have seen it is, it seems like he forgot to make a movie that people could understand. Mm. He made a confusing movie that was right. hard to follow that he fully understood because he made the damn thing. Right. Everybody else was like, it's too confusing to know what the fuck I'm supposed to well, understand what's going on. I mean, and I feel like this movie had, the same. had a bit of yeah. that going on. Which actually... I did get something from it. Right. But... With, and from people I've talked to that have seen Tenet, because I, I don't know. I saw the trailer, and I was like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't yeah. know if I'm feeling that one. Um, and then I saw the second trailer with Robert Pattinson, and I was like, oh, I do really like Robert Pattinson, actually, now. <laughs> like, uh, now that he – once he moved off from Twilight, all everything he's done has been amazing. Mm. I was like, eh, but I heard it was like – people were like, yeah, I didn't, didn't understand it because I don't think I was supposed to, and right. I don't want that from a movie. And right. I feel like there was a little bit of that. In this. I think I seek out movies like that. 
which I think brings up that. You should watch Tenet and let me know what you think. I will. Uh, I I do think it brings up that interesting, like, what is the filmmaker's obligation to the audience? Like, you know, my background's in photojournalism. Yes. And which I have a splash of that in there too. Right. Like, obviously there is that, like, and photojournalism is different because you are explicitly trying to convey something yes. to, you know, an in, audience. Uh, one five hundredth of a second. Right. That's <laughs> like, very loud and yes. clear. Yes. Um, but it's like as an artist, mm-hmm. what is your, especially for something that's weird and dim, like divinatory yes. and kind of like off kilter. Yes, definitely like, off kilter. What that's is, a very good word for this What movie. is your obligation to the audience? Like right. at some point you just kind of have to make that thing. And I'd mm. rather people make weird off kilter movies that are mm-hmm. what they believe in and want to put out in the world right. than to constantly be doing this like right. A/B testing to try to get That's fair. a film that's going to do well across the board. Like it's fine that this has a niche cult following yeah no that's I good i want more films like yeah no i mean I, I i agree with that i would say um it actually makes me think of uh, a uh, lyric from uh tyler the creator in his uh album wolf can't remember the name of the song for some reason right now mm-hmm. but he it's a um album. it's a great album yeah. i love i love just about everything that tyler the creator does i don't actually everything he does i don't think i've disliked yeah. a single album he's ever put out but like in wolf there's one it's later in the album i can't remember the name of the fucking song right now but he says um he talks about he's like i can't remember the exact lyric but he says something along the line of like but what about me bitch mm-hmm. like da 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 he's like all like basically he's like what he's saying is his fans are like some of his fans are like stop being so Right. Frank Ocean-y, cute and stuff. Like, I want more of their your hardcore, right. like, like aggressive stuff. And then the other half are like, be more cute. I don't want to hear right. about, like, all this, like, fucked up shit that you, right. like, have in your lyricism and stuff. Like, I want this. And then he says, like, but what about me, bitch? Right. <laughs> like, and he's and the point is he's like... He's like, okay, so next time I'll record my therapy sessions and send you motherfuckers the tape. Right. Like, because it's like... Because he's make His music is his therapy he is putting out what he needs to put out in the world he's doing it in a very very great way beautiful music i love his music right i've always loved his music and like yeah it can be aggressive it can be a lot but then like you know like as he's grown he's like gotten a little less intense and stuff but like at the time he was like i need to like get something out it's like i'm doing this for me and i'm just gonna put it out if it catches on great if it doesn't i don't give a fuck i made something out of what i'm going through like it or don't and then but then once he gets to his third album he's like if you don't like it i don't fucking care right leave me the fuck alone i'm making this music for me because i need to right and if you don't like it then don't fucking listen to me also his last two albums have won grammy's best rap well that's what i was gonna say is like what (laughs) happens when you actually follow that right that note Mm -hmm. like that true note is yeah there's gonna be times where something doesn't hit Mm -hmm. but eventually yes it's almost like this alchemical process where you get Mm -hmm. a much purer thing that more people are going to connect to exactly and honestly that's the saddest thing about this film to me Mm -hmm is that it basically killed Richard Kelly's career. It's like, a, I, people hated it. Mm-hmm. it. It completely turned him from Hollywood's darling into like he could not get funding for shit. No. 
And the dude has something to say. And by putting capitalization as Mm -hmm. a primary like driver Mm -hmm. for this art medium, Mm -hmm. we now lost what could have been a really like guiding yeah. light. He could have been like weird a, times. He could have been a, a like an auteur. Like, and we, and I think we need his voice. Like he yeah. gets the modern society. He yeah. got it. He saw it in 2006. Years, yeah, yeah. Before like, anyone else he did. knew what was happening and what we were going right. through. And he what we were building up to. And he couldn't articulate it in yeah. a way that m- made sense to most people. Yeah. And because we capitalized so much like the film industry, oh, yeah. there was never another chance to get something right more refined. I mean, the, yeah, of, of any industry, our America's biggest export is our entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's our biggest export. That's how we culturally dominate. Um, yeah, we culturally colonate. Yeah, via our media. Yeah, and stuff. So we put a very big like monetary thing on it, but also a very big right. political thing on it. Right. Like. Like, and, we and, don't want a movie that's out there. In 2006, we don't want a fucking movie out there talking about how fucked, fucking not casual and cool we are. Right. And how things are going. Right. And how things are building up, too. We don't want people to know that. Right. We want people to see fucking Wet Hot American Summer, baby. Yeah. Which also is a weird movie, but, like, but the thing casual. That, like, the like, thing that brings up for me is, like, Videodrome. Have you seen that? Oh my god! Yes, like that, that was same. I almost put that. I almost put that on my list. Yeah, for surrealism. I was like, it's, I was like, it's been too long since I've seen it. So I, ju- I just rewatched else. it in the last like uh, two I've got years. The, I don't think it may be over there. Maybe it's over here. I have the it's Criterion so Blu-ray so of it. It's so fucking good. But it's, it's like definitely my best. My favorite Cronenberg. Same since that. Like Cronenberg. Like that movie is a little hard to watch. And it, oh but, yeah, but he captured something and it allowed. Mm-hmm. Cronenberg's films that came later mm-hmm. to be more refined and mm-hmm. thought through and more generally something that an audience can like get. Yeah. And that is like the part of like a sophomore album is yeah. like, yeah, you had a well, stroke sophomore of genius. Slump, like yeah. everybody, like literally like I, it's the, it's the most common thing to happen right. across all of entertainment right. around the world. Right. The second stuff. You're like, oh fuck, I did really well. Yeah. I got to do it again. I got to do it soon. So right. the fever doesn't die down. And there's some great yep. interviews with Richard Kelly mm-hmm. about, like, he thinks this is his best film ever. Yeah. And he's, mm-hmm. like, so pissed about how it all went down yeah. and that he wasn't able to articulate what he wanted to articulate. Yeah. Um, and that he never got a chance to do something after right. because of how poorly this went. Yeah. And it's – I don't know how how we as, like, audience members who mm-hmm. enjoy a film – can help create a better space for creators to mm-hmm. do something that like passes that weird intermediate. Right. Like uh, this film, like I love it, but it bit off more mm-hmm. than it can chew. I think could I think, be like yeah. an agreed upon thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Regardless of whether it's good or bad, that's yeah. Yeah. It just, it did. It bit off a yeah. huge bite. A big old chunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would have just loved to have seen what came Honestly, it, just... it would have been really cool. Honestly, I think this would have hit because Southland Tales is a great name to keep the name. If like TV was what it was back, right. uh, na- what it is now back then. Yeah. Like if this was like an this is HBO like a show, HBO if this was show. a three yes. season HBO show. Yes. This would probably be, this would have hit because you would have been able to take the time to do yep. 
still do all the weird shit, but take the time to spread it out yeah. in a way that was more coherent. Take the fucking three graphic novels before. Make them into a film. Make them into the first yeah. fucking season. Yeah. And then the next two seasons can be this movie. Right. And boom. And it would have been You have phenomenal. the quintessential, you have the new Twin Peaks of occult media. Yeah. And I think it really like has that embedded within it. I like now that we've been talking about it for so long, I wish that's what would have happened. And now I hate this movie even more because it didn't do it. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, after talking to you about it, like I definitely see what he was going for. I don't think anybody, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck who you are. Nobody should be like, quote unquote, to use a modern term, canceled right. for a quote unquote, potentially like bad movie like or bad like album like anything right like and i wonder just because it was just because people didn't like it right you know what i mean not because like he said some fucking horrible shit like he wasn't this movie's not like racist or anti-semitic or like anti-women or like anti-lgbtq it's nothing none of that yeah it's not that's why he's he's not blacklisted because of that he literally got blacklisted people just thought it was bad people (laughs) thought it was that bad yeah he was trying to do a Lynchian thing in 2006 and fucking missed the mark. And I wonder apparently. how much that just like, has to do with 2006. I don't know. 2006 was weird. I was it in was sixth grade. I was in sixth grade. Yeah, no, I was almost getting arrested in my freshman year of college. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave that for political dissidents. We don't need to worry about uh, yeah. that. Be- don't, don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> like, oh, here's that yeah, story. Actually, be- can you beat this out? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, that's a really crazy story, right? Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you were here to witness it and, and hear my pain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's because, you know, I mean, 2006 was when I headed to college. Yeah. Like, you know, and I was I was paying pretty close attention to politics. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it was one of the weirder times because, yeah. you know, the security state, like, mm-hmm. you know, 9-11 happens. It Still... shifts everything Mm -hmm. and this film had like the fervor around war like i remember 9-11 happens Mm -hmm. i'm like in youth group the day after on wednesday yeah and everyone's like uh the the youth group leader live like he grew up as an army kid Mm -hmm. and he lived in iraq and Mm -hmm. afghanistan for a long time wow and he literally like asked everyone like who thinks we should bomb them off the face of the planet Mm -hmm. and every kid except for me raised their hand yeah and he was like all right, now we're going to have a conversation. Oh, yeah. so but it's like, <laughs> that was the environment at yeah. the time. And oh, yeah. I just wonder if this film would have done differently mm-hmm. if it hadn't have been in that moment. But oh, also, yeah. this film is of that But moment. also, yeah, that this mm-hmm. film may not have happened if right. not for yeah. that moment. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. Right. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Fucking yeah. Parsons, man. Like I don't know. What, 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 else, what else haven't we hit on in this film that... I don't know. There's literally only the only other thing I did want to say was talking about um, the quote unquote doctor, Dr. Fox, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. I Dr. Sh- Muriel Fox. Yes. I just wanted to uh, say that this moment was definitely a big uh, WTF note uh, when she uh, corners him on the beach <laughs> and uh, and she's like talking to him and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here with you. I got you. This is all working out, making total sense. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, this is tracking. 
And then she pulls a gun out of her purse, puts it to her head, and says, quote, if you don't let me suck your dick, I'm going to kill myself, end quote. And he goes, huh? He more or less goes, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. And like, what What the fuck? Right. I was very much, I just I just had to write, I wrote that exact quote and then, down. And I was then just what like, happens? What the fuck? And then <laughs> what happens? It was hilarious, but I was like, whoa, what the is fuck? He is he truly happening? switches into Jericho Kane. Oh, yeah, because he... Because up until that moment, mm-hmm. he's been Boxer Santeros kind of channeling as much as he can. Yeah, he's Jericho been doing channel. his little finger thing, right. like, throughout that, like, the movie, but this one he really fully puts him into a different headspace. He yep. changes who because he is. Because JT has to fucking shoot this woman. Right. Because she turns the gun on Jericho. Right. Quote, unquote. Right. Uh, and so he's like, this is literally what my job is. Fucking, she's got a gun. She has intent. Her, yeah. tri- her uh, trigger finger is... She's not doing good with the discipline. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. Gotta fucking pop her. So he, he oh, pops yeah. her. And then the, and then from then going forward, he is Jericho. Right. And stuff. Which is, so it was an interesting, I wrote it down because like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is insane. But it does yield. Yeah. The full-fledged, he is now Jericho. Well, it's like we are now, from his perspective, we are now in the power, not Southland Tales. Right. Yeah. And it's So it is a pivotal like... moment, but like the pivotal moment was was like. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Right. That? It's yeah. like her moment of psychosis creates a yeah. psychosis inside of him, and then he yeah. is fully in that character. And everyone. Exactly. The interesting thing is everyone else around him mm-hmm. starts to just fulfill their just role. Like react. his wife starts mm-hmm. to like ask yeah. him, like, "What does that mean?" Like that quote. Yeah. And then she's suddenly doing that weird dance where the like Senator mm-hmm. Frost is like. What what is this? Is yeah, this he's like, he's like yeah, is this some kind of an orgy? <laughs> yeah, what's what the he fuck doing up there? Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, how it all does that, and I don't know. I guess, I guess my final thesis on it is more or less like I, after talking to you about it, I feel for this movie a lot more, and I understand it a lot more in a way that. I feel like the only way you can understand it is to talk to somebody about it and just kind of like someone who's obsessed, not even that, (laughs) just like, just someone you can like rationalize moments and be like, well, what does that mean? And be like, well, what did you think? And then be like, be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then like, just kind of bounce off. Like it's It's like reading revelations. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a movie that you have to talk about to understand. Yeah. Cause like, even when I was like watching again, I only watched five minutes of the 20 minute long video, but, um, um, and then like reading, but I read some stuff about it and stuff. And I was like, I, I'm not like, you have to have a back and forth and stuff. And like, there is nothing innately wrong with that. Right. I just think, again, I don't, I don't want to like talk specifically about like the capitalistic side of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't care that it didn't do well and that critics right. hate it and stuff. But like the fact that the audience Agreed. Also hated it. Forty-one to forty-one. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it it needs to be a little bit more digestible. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So people want to have this conversation. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I can completely That's my, concur with that. I think everything he 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 nailed it on the fucking head before people were ready to have it. Yeah. But he made it just incomprehensible enough that people were like. I don't fucking care, and I don't want to and talk I'm not to anybody. Work for and it. I'm not going to work for it. Right. I have nothing wrong with working for understanding a movie. Right. I feel like he could have just done like literally two percent more. Yeah. Give me instead of giving me those three 
graphic novels that nobody even knew were out. Yeah. Building up to this movie. Give me, give me, make the movie. I am okay. I, Oppenheimer is three hours long, and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, this is two and a half. Except <laughs> I didn't fucking bat an eye yeah. at Oppenheimer. Make it a fucking three-hour movie. Right, and I make think that he first, would, I think he would have agreed with make, that. Make that yeah. first thirty minutes. Those three. Yeah. Or just don't make just the do, intro a little longer. So don't. Yes. Yeah. Or like 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 make the intro like quick like actually shot out like stories of the first three and like like right. make that just like the first little bit. Yeah. Because Oppenheimer, like a lot of people are like. Well, they really like speed through like when he was learning this stuff like in the first twenty or thirty minutes and like yeah I agree like they do like they they speed through like right. when he's a student to right. boom okay now he's like a top dog and he's trying to get a job and like right. okay here and like now he has his job and we're going from there at a regular quote unquote regular movie pace right you could have done that with this movie right you know what I mean with like all the uh, Fallujah stuff right and like it would have meant more. Um, and it would have emotionally meant more. Exactly. Because you don't have... That was a big like, part of it, too. I never felt truly attached yeah. to... You're not connected there was no emotion to the tragedy that is the exactly. nexus point of this I feel like movie. the most emotional part was the fucking uh, uh, American Hiroshima. Right. Like, that was wild. I was yeah. really like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's like, a brilliant piece of it's film. It's amazing. Movie. But then, yeah. like, everything after, I'm like, all emotions out the window. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of hate everybody, but also love them at the same time. Like, right. but like, I don't. There connect. is no redeeming character exactly. in this entire film. Exactly, and you gotta. Yeah. I feel like you gotta have at least one. But that's not America. I know it's not. <laughs> and I know that's not the point that he was trying to make. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I guess that's that's my thing. Is like, you make it a little bit more easily digestible to the point where people want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That people feel the need yeah. to. Discuss it further to be like, oh shit, I really understand what he's trying to right. do. Because we've pulled a, a lot out. Yeah, we there's tons of fucking <laughs> shit in there. So I mean, I guess that was my like, that was my big qualm with it. Right. And right. like, it still is at this point. Well, in conclusion, mm-hmm. everybody go watch Blue Velvet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do anything else. Just watch fucking Blue Velvet or any Lynchian thing, and have a great time. Um. What do you obviously you're never gonna say this movie is bad, so I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Lay it on me. Give I, me give me a give me a in conclusion, <laughs> I think that this film has a divinatory sense about mm. how the world was going to be shaped. Yeah. And I think in the same way that divination has this uh, fragmented sense about mm. it. This film mirrors that. Yes. Like I very much view this as an occult, divinatory. Oh yeah. Tarot, whatever. Like that world. All the tarot readings I do are very piece by piece. <laughs> right. And there's no big answer, and it never gives you. And that's I think what I love about it is mm. that it does have that sense. Like yeah, it makes you work for it. You gotta watch it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like I get that that's a big ask. Mm-hmm. Like it, it can be. We watched it yesterday, and uh, I was like, "So what do you think of that, Sarah?" And she was like, "I hated it." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've yet to date anyone in my life who likes this movie. Yeah. So like, yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's got exactly what I look for in a movie. Right. 
um, which is this sense of like, I've got to work with this movie. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want a movie that just hands, Mm -hmm. hands it to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like you brought up Memento. Like Mm -hmm. it's one of those where it's like Memento to me is an excellent analog because it's like, Memento was great. It blew my mm. socks off when I watched oh, it at yeah. like 16. Oh, yeah. But like maybe I watched it a second time and that was it. I've never yeah. felt compelled to go back to that film. Right. Because yeah. it's it's a neat, tidy package. Yeah. Once you once you see it the first time and you're like, wait, what? And then you watch it again. You're like, oh. Right. But you're like, wow. Fucking awesome. Right. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Good film. Good nice, tidy package. Yeah. This one, I've watched it over the last decade Mm -hmm. and every time i get something wildly different out of it and like my current reading of it after this film is Mm -hmm. like a brand new one for me yeah and i've never had that thought before and it's interesting that it's like inside of this film is like a story of forgiveness times happen right and it's a story of forgiveness and redemption and like Mm -hmm integration and like who cares if the world's ending we have to forgive each other yeah like that's that's a brand new reading for yeah me. and that's uh that didn't exist something we all should think about <laughs> right right now <laughs> yeah to be honest because i mean uh, in in the world of crazy shit like that does seem like the one way forward it's yeah. like yeah there's a lot of bad happening yeah <laughs> we gotta forgive each other for it and and move past it mm-hmm. um and maybe that'll open up something better on the way. Fucking hopefully. Close the door to the Black Lodge finally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would we'll be ideal. Nail that shit shut. That would be ideal, yeah. <laughs> if we could just like, you know, like close it, nail it, put like a bunch of like boulders in front of it. Right. Anything like that. But the Black Lodge <laughs> be great. has to exist. It has to exist, but that doesn't mean we need to like invite it in. Right. We don't need to go in. We don't in. have to split the atom. I don't need to see <laughs> I don't need to see everything coming out of it. Right. I'm a, I, it's good to be aware of it. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be like in this room with me right now. Right. Like I, I'm cool with that. Yeah, totally. So, I don't want it. I, I'm good. Yeah. I'll just watch Twin Peaks and yeah. <laughs> call it a day and I'll be yeah. fine. So, all right. Well, I usually always uh, come out of this with an answer preordained for whether it's I think bad it's or good, good, good <laughs> yeah. or bad. Yeah. Cause I mean, most of the stuff it's like, I'm like, ah, I like this movie, but I'm like, all right, I'll talk shit on it for like a little bit. Right. Right. Or vice versa. Um, this one, I think you genuinely did flip me because I did not like this fucking movie <laughs> when I got done with it last night. But again, I think and I think the biggest part of it is because I talked to somebody who has seen it and has thought about it. Right. Because like I was like watching it again. I've only seen it the once, but I was watching it and thinking about it and was like, the fuck is going on? And it's right. like, it's not necessarily that like you like told me what to think about it like we had a discussion about it and like you clarified some things like i brought up some points and stuff like and like we like discussed it Mm -hmm. and everything and so like i mean yeah from a filmmaking point of view like in terms of like you know like a filmmaking like profitable point of view like yeah the fact it got bad movie the fact that it got (laughs) greenlit is shocking yeah like did no executive producer read the script? <laughs> oh no, they were stoked about it, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it seems like it would be so the opposite. I know that they would be like absolutely yeah, not. They were, they were like, here, here's like, money, exactly. do it. Exactly, <laughs> but like, like, 
I feel like was that not just because it was the guy who made Donnie Darko and now he wants to make another one? It was. That was yeah. probably most of it. Yeah. Or like a good chunk of it at least. Right. Which goes like, back to why you shouldn't capitalize these things. That's a exactly. dumb reason to fund something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they were like, they're like, well, you made Donnie Darko, so I'm sure this will also pan out <laughs> and stuff. And obviously it didn't. But, but yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna say it is a good movie because of just how like yeah, you have to work for it. Again, I have nothing wrong with that. I like working for uh, my like media like i like to have to like think about it yeah i like to have to think about it and like it's good to think about uh, yeah. stuff and uh it, it, it misses the mark a little bit it was going for a lynchian thing you know like a surrealism thing which i think are the same thing lynchian surrealism are basically the same word at this point yeah he kind of put his brand on that yeah exactly <laughs> like that's pretty much like oh it's Lynchian. burned into yeah, it <laughs> exactly it's it's they go hand in hand too much at this point but like i think he may have missed the mark a little bit by making it a little bit too confusing and my big thing is the three graphic novels that you were apparently required to read before right. to fully digest it but that doesn't mean it's not worth watching thinking mm-hmm. about and discussing yeah so just go into it knowing that it's going to be a thing that's going to leave you feeling yeah a way no film has ever made you feel. Yeah, you're before. gonna be. It's gonna be weird. Yeah, but I think. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I you love need that, that feeling. Yeah, you need that. We need that. Yeah, <laughs> like we need to do that, and uh, I just love that. Like, and I just and I do just think I like it because like the fact that none of the weird conspiratorial political stuff seemed weird to me. In 2023, no. I was just mostly complaining about the actual filmmaking aspects of it, right? Because it all just made it's like, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, like, of course, yeah. That 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 was literally a news article I read yesterday. Right. <laughs> like that was the headline of a news right. article, and like I didn't need to read it because I've already seen it five other times. Because right. this is just the world we live in now. But for seeing the collapse of normative yeah. society well before it happened, yeah. is it was too much for people to handle <laughs> yeah. at the time, but guess what? We're living in it, so you need to watch this movie so you can be like, ah, oh, damn, we had a warning. <laughs> yeah. We had a very star-studded, highly produced <laughs> warning. Like it's, like, it's like a PSA that Hollywood made. Well, you and know. And no one cared. I think this is a good place to leave it. Oh, yeah. As Krista said, the future is far more futuristic than scientists have said that it would be. <laughs> Fuck, I love Krista now, man. You're right. Dude, You're right. she's great. She's great. All right, well, that's, that's the end of that. Southland Tales is good. Fucking go watch it. Um, Now I gotta do all the outro bullshit. Yeah, do the outro bullshit. Um, Yeah, so uh, thank you. You're welcome. For uh, sitting down and talking to me about this movie. Also, you're welcome, because I know you love this movie so much. Yeah, I've been bothering about like, <laughs> for you about this for like second. six months. It's been, a, it's been a bit. It's been a bit, but I'm glad I'm glad we finally did it, because it like genuinely, yeah, like this was this is a trip of a movie that I think everybody needs to take. And I'm off your back now. <laughs> oh, you'll jump back on for something, I'm sure. But um, but yeah, so uh, you know, follow me on Instagram at Bad Movie Debate, all one word, all lowercase. Um, buy liquid IV. I have an ad for liquid IV. Ooh, 20% off liquid IV. Does uh, that help with hangovers? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually, uh, it's 
why I started using it and was excited to get this ad uh, because now I can get some for myself for cheaper. <laughs> That's perfect because yeah. we're going to need it after these all-day IPAs. Yeah. But they're for all day. Shout out to founders. Shout out to founders. <laughs> uh, I've got ad space if you want to give me. <laughs> um, but yeah, follow me on that. Get Liquid IV for twenty percent off. All that intro shit and the ads at the beginning. Um, well, that's it. Namaste. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>